If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, Ben. How are you? Hello there. Hello there. I'm good. How the devil are you? Yeah, I'm good. Shark Week, isn't it? Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Just when you thought it was safe to go back into your podcast app. Here we are. Back again back once again with bruce or is it or is it bruce's mum or just a relation or is it him reincarnated who knows is it like is it officially supposed to be something is it linked in any way or is it literally like oh there's another shark i'm not Got sure it. if we get formal revenge until we get to number four jaws the revenge jaws three yeah. has a baby shark and a mom shark doesn't it is that right i mean yeah, I've watched the I've other definitely, day. It is. Oh, you're right, all right. <laughs> I've definitely seen Jules Free, but it's been a long time ago. Jules 3D. Um, I've got some interesting Jules stuff to discover because I did watch the Shark Exploitation documentary this week as of well. Of course. So, so plenty of little Jules tidbits. Tidbits? I, I always get confused when I say that. So Jules 3D, of course, yes, but there was also a uh, I, I don't know. I won't go straight into this, but I'll quickly just say it. I'll, I'll touch it. I'll put more detail in a little bit later. Jaws Free, People Zero, a National Lampoon, like comedy, third installment in the franchise, was in talks before Jaws 3D became a thing. Oh, really? Jaws Free, People Zero. Apparently, there's a script and and things, but I think somebody came in and shut it down and said, "Look, listen." We got him at Rissen. We got to make a serious Jules film, okay? If you thought about 3D, what about like a fish coming towards your face or an eel or like whatever's well, 3D stuff, isn't it? Not there's not much shark 3D stuff. There's a big um. Well, we begin the film Jaws three with like a big sort of sturgeon's head after Jaws. That's it. After Jaws three bites it in half. 
fishy head just got <laughs> comes towards the screen every time. Can you imagine going to the cinema and being like, I can't wait to see what this Jules 3D's got to offer. It's going to be sharks. There's going to be like explosions. There's going to be loads of mad shit happening. And the first thing you see is like a fish's head just slowly bobbing towards you. Bobbing at you. Yeah. And the, um, I mean, the big 3D moment in Jaws 3D, there, there is a spear gun moment fired by Dennis Quaid, who is what the little boy in this one grows up to be, not the little boy, the older teenage boy. Yeah. This one grows up in Jaws 3 to be Dennis Quaid, of all people. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, I mean, the big seminal moment of 3D in that one is in the end of the film, spoilers if we ever do that, episode, this film as an episode, is after Jaws 3 gets blown up, his titular Jaws 3 get blown in 3D towards the camera. They come right out at you and then come back. What? What's, where's Brody in, in Jaws 3D? He's just not. He's just not there. He's dead in he's number four, I think. But oh. they talk about him and just say, "Oh, I bloody, feel like he hates it." He bloody ate, uh, to be fair, he's probably moved away, isn't he? I feel like all the PTSD he's got in Jules two, like I feel like it's going to be even worse in Jules three. I feel like he'd still be there trying to do his job, even though he officially did get sacked in, in this film. <laughs> he'd still be trying to do his job. He'd be up on that. He'd be up on that tower, morning, noon, and night. As soon as you see any blue fish, you'll be firing your gun at the sea. <laughs> yeah. It's just a school of blue fish. Make it all fucking die. I mean, we'll talk about how he did some... He's like the last of us. He's doing some crafting. Special... <laughs> what... <laughs> he makes what... spe- special bullets that he makes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What, what um, kind yeah. of t- he does tipped bullets? Cyanide tipped bullets. Um, wow. Yeah, we'll we'll cover that in a little bit. But, yeah. I, mm. I talk. I talk about how petty I would be if I was Brody as well. In that one, I'd, oh, go, yeah, for, I'd, go, for, I'd go for that mare straight away. Oh yeah. Well, we come back fact... to you after you've resigned. After like, you resigned, do it and then resign. <laughs> Mayor, you were insistent that the beaches stay open not that long ago. A few, how many years ago? What is it? Nineteen seventy-eight. This film, that feels kind of insane in my head. The Jules sequels came a lot later than Jules, yeah. but only three years later. That's Jules, kind of crazy. Jules 3 is 1983. Oh, wow. Okay. Because yeah. um, I was looking into, so just looking into other sort of films that were off the back. Because obviously, one big discussion is that Jules is like the first official summer blockbuster. So, in a way, Jules 2 is the first big cash grab sequel. Yeah. Um, but something's beat, like, got got there quicker like orca the movie that was released in 1977 um and yeah that was a book a long time before (laughs) hang on a minute how has moby dick been written before jaws (laughs) disgraceful um yeah so i mean that was my only question regarding this is like how is there another shark turning up and i was kind of annoyed that it didn't get um discussed like what are the chances of there being two bloody sharks? Like, what's going on? And someone could have, a throwaway line could have said, maybe it was that shark's wife. Yeah, just his mate. <laughs> or maybe just he came mate. back. It's never made expressly clear. Yeah. Because, well, what we do kind of, the shark is kind of like a Scarface, um, Harvey Two-Face. It's because he gets his face burnt off in an early scene there. That's okay. Yeah. Shark's getting absolutely humiliated in these in these films but to, to be fair Brody now he's on a spoilers for this film but he's got two for two taking on great white sharks and and murdered them I mean I don't know about you I've never murdered a great white shark or any no, shark never and he does it despite the number of cigarettes he has 
So many cigarettes. Oh my god, he's absolutely chain. He chain smokes around the breakfast table like an absolute beast. His his wife, Mrs. Brody, says, uh, "That's your bloody third one." And you know what? Any other day, you know, especially a man of his time, you wouldn't think uh, you wouldn't think much of it. Except he's just having his breakfast, OJ. He's three down in the morning. Three down, three, three durries. Wait, is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, get a couple of durries, punching a dart. Punching a dart. Um, get your coffin nails in. The morning. What an absolute animal. It's no wonder he's got like a, well, as I say, he's got a death wish. He hasn't. He just, for a man who seems to be genuinely terrified of sharks, he doesn't have to end up in the water with them a lot. And I mean, that is something we need to discuss in this film when we get into it, is how easy people tend to just fall in the water. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, a of, like an episode of Total Wipeout out there. Literally <laughs> everything's slippery. It's exactly like that. Okay. Um, so we, we will get yeah. into it. And of course... It is Shark Week. We've covered Jules before on, on the show. We've covered Deep Blue Sea as well. A long time ago on the show. Uh, with you as well, Andy. Um, don't know if we've ever covered any other shark movies. I'm sure we've covered like Aquatic. Shrevel it all aside. I mean, if we were the type of musical talents that would record segment jingles, we would, but we aren't. So um, we should. An, un, an unmusical interluded segment on your favorite shark movies oh okay i mean have you got any have you got some planned or have you just hit hit me with uh, it? off the off the top of the dome you can have a few seconds i can fill if you need a moment okay. to have a quick quick off gander. the top of the dome um deep blue sea for me has always been up there um, oh yeah it was what is the first dvd i owned so it's kind of like yeah, it's a special place in my heart where like I watched it obviously way more than I would any other film just because I had it on this brand new format DVD, which I loved. Um, I think The Shallows is good with um, Blake Lively stuck yeah, on a little like island. Sort of cinema, an- I think. Yeah, another shark with a vendetta in a way. Big scary shark. And again, it kind of single location sort of thing as well, which I think works well. Obviously, her husband, Ryan Reynolds, did it in... Uh, Buried. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So he was he was dealing with the power of the earth, though not <laughs> power of bloody earth, not the water. I did I gave the Meg a rewatch, and you know what? Great fun. Great fun. Really looking forward to, to the Meg too. Um I don't know, all the all the things like 47 meters down and open water and the reef, I think they kind of they're kind of like a different sort of film where the tension builds from like they feel like I guess they feel a bit more realistic, don't they? The tension builds from what you don't see rather than sharks rising up out of the sea like that i think they're good enough those sort of films um i guess that's is that kind of it the, the thing is like there are loads of shark films obviously but how many really good i mean even recently the black demon which i think even the trailer looked pretty good but super disappointing and things like sharknado and mega shark and i'll throw out a couple for you i'll throw out a couple for you that you might want to you might want to consider I mean, you can't beat the ones you already mentioned. Things like Deep Blue Sea, a genuine delight. Tom Jane, ladies love cool James. Yes. Hell yeah. Get in there, those guys. Smart sharks, sharks that can swim backwards. Do all the things. Takes takes yeah. everyone to do it. Uh, I saw shark bait not long ago, but the teenagers in that were so thoroughly unpleasant that you're on the shark side. Um, oh. Let's see what else. Having a quick scroll through. We'll see the one. Oh, I think that... I think I remember Shark Night. Now I'm looking at this. Oh, is Shark Night like um it's filmed in Shark Week and then there's 
there's like a serial killer that's got various sharks. She's Shark Night 3D. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, Shark Night 3D. I saw that in the cinema. That's a bonanza. Yeah. So spoilers for Shark Night 3D. It's kind of a serial killer whose mm. weapon is sharks. Like a and James Bond villain. Yeah, and he's like unleashing all these sharks. And they even use those. There's a good scene with like those cookie cutter sharks. They're quite wow. small, but they've got a little, well, like biscuit cutter, cutter out of things. And they take big, big circles out of you. Some, yeah so yeah that's actually it may have terrible effects i haven't seen it beyond the first time so maybe it doesn't hold up but that yeah. was pretty fun and there's another one which is um oh is it like mega shark versus mecha shark or something like that oh, uh, wow. okay mecha shark is the goodie it's got almost kaiju like um like principles to it and i think it stars Possibly Tiffany of I think we're alone now fame and oh, <laughs> Tilk <laughs> Tilk from Stargate SG one slash Kratos. Oh wow. Oh wow, okay, okay. I can yeah. imagine that being a nice matchup. Shark versus Kratos. Yeah. And he's he's in the mecha shark, they're driving it. So oh, that's quite God. that's quite a time. Um I do like even a bad shark movie though. But yeah. Have you ever seen Bait? 2012's Bait? Bait's really good. It's an Australian one and they're stuck in a supermarket. There's a mega tsunami oh and everyone goodness. gets stuck in a uh, supermarket. It's got good sort of um, piranha 3D energy to it. It's quite fun. Um, and like there's people, so they're stuck in a supermarket but all the streets have been awash with seawater, yeah. including some sharks that are like in the sort of supermarket that they're trying to get through. It's got some it's good ideas in it. The tagline is clean up on aisle seven. Yeah. And like some yeah, watch legs. watch bait. I'm pretty sure last time I checked, by saying this, it will disappear from the platform, but it was on Netflix last time I looked. That's where I watched it. Yeah. I've never seen that. So and I do like a sharp movie, you know, but I think that's the thing. Is it's one of those genres where the quality levels you can only re- there's only a handful really that you would say are absolute straight up classics. Then you've got like the Super entertaining films, probably not great films, and then there is a lot of fluff. There's a lot of, of naff ones. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess oh, this this does jump into uh horror, a piece of horror news, and also what we've been watching. But I'll call it a piece of horror news. Is the flat, the flact, the fact that the shark exploitation documentary is out now on Shudder. Um, I gave it a watch. You know me, love a documentary. I just love a good documentary. Not long this enough, was... sweet, though, I heard. <laughs> not long enough. Standard documentary length, not eight hours. Disappointing, of course. I could have easily watched eight hours of this. However, 90 minutes suffice. Did did suffice. And this is kind of like from the whole history of, of shark movies and all the different trends there have been over the years. Straight up rip-offs of Jaws and then different sort of other aquatic animals things where they're definitely taking a page out of jules's book but they're different different beasts grizzly grizzly bear alligator but so did alligator um, get a mention recent watch alligator got a mention yeah recent watch um and then of course all the way through to like the sci-fi channel movies uh mega shark giant giant octopus all the sharknado stuff um and just what the future of the genre could be as well um just really fascinating watch loads of loads of filmmakers involved um, filmmakers I didn't necessarily realize were involved in the making of certain films as well. 
some big names. Really, really interesting documentary. Highly, highly recommend it. And of course, Jules and Jules too get a nice chunk of uh, of discussion. Didn't see Michael Caine in it once though, which I was disappointed about. I was like, surely Michael Caine's got to be in this in a minute. No, isn't it a very famous fair. quote? Obviously, Jaws: The Revenge, the fourth Jaws movie, heavily panned critically. But and I know that people have brought it up with Michael Caine himself at some point, and I know famously his quote on that is, "Is yeah, you know what? But it paid for my mom's house, so it paid for my mom's, and she loves the film. She watches it all the time. Yeah, good on <laughs> you. I am going to watch as I've done. Again, jumping into what we've been watching, I also watched Jaws three directly after I watched this week's film. And so that is an actual an actual shark in Jaws: The Revenge that that is is trying to get revenge. Yes. In yeah. Jaws the Revenge, as far as I remember, it is people directly related to Chief Brody that this yeah. shark is after, and it's getting. How would he know? How would he know? How would he know anything about that? Taste it in the blood. Yeah, sharks are all about blood. They can taste the DNA. They've literally killed off Martin Brody, dead from a heart attack, from the start of that movie. It looks like. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering if he dies from a heart attack or whether the shark gets him. But yeah, he's gone in that one. So he's after wow. Mrs. Brody and the kids. Ah, oh. I mean, really difficult to have a vendetta against someone when you are exclusively in the sea and the people you've got a vendetta against are all pretty much always on land. You just go, let's just move somewhere else. But no, <laughs> inexplicably, <laughs> what seems to happen, they always end up in the bloody water. Stop getting coastal jobs. Stop getting coastal jobs, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, as I said, I rewatched The Meg. I, I don't know. I'm not really doing what we've been watching, but I'm just mentioning The Meg because The Meg 2 comes out um, just next month. The Meg 2. I think it's just called Meg 2 The Trench. Um, Wasn't that meant yeah, to be Aquaman think... 2? The Trench? Yeah, was that a separate... Yeah, either way, there's the a trench. The trench is in... everywhere. I think this... I, I I don't know. I know we had a little chat about it on Twitter, but I think it's a great like blockbuster B movie. It is oh, unbelievably ridiculous. So I watched it with Charlie. She'd never seen it before, and I loved seeing her reaction when there was like a a reveal. I, I guess I guess you should say. I don't want to spoil the Meg, but there's a moment where you think, "Oh yeah, that's good," and then suddenly you're like, "Whoa, we didn't expect that." So. Yeah, I think I think it's good. Jason Statham probably the most self-aware he's been in any film since since Crank, maybe. Like he's proper dialing yeah. up his Jason Stathamness. You can't you can't degree. go wrong with Jason Statham on form. He's a good, like quite self-aware comedic action actor. Yeah. What I didn't know about him until very recently, a competitive diver. Oh, okay. What like uh, high, high diving that sort of Re- thing? Or... Represented. UK in the Commonwealth Games. Oh my god! Well, so not like a, not like a deep diver, but like, no, a, like high a high diver, diver. like oh, you god. know Tom Daly style, doing some flips and doing some poses as you go into the pool. Yeah, <laughs> I do like. There's a moment in in the Meg Two trailer where we see him what looks like put his foot up and like stop the shark from biting him <laughs> with his foot. Now, even with a great white shark, you might be like, "Wow, that's pretty nuts," but. <laughs> A megalodon with again, a the meg, this, with a the meg. Yeah, this is another one though where you're just like, what are we supposed to just go? Oh, there's another meg, and this kind of makes more sense obviously because they they opened up some sort of like pathway, didn't they, from the from the deep, the very yeah. very deep 
All the Megs finding their way up. All the Megs are getting their way up. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it's Shark Week. We're celebrating. We're, we're watching. We're talking about Jules too. I'll do a little bit more of horror news now. Then. So, um, this week we had a reveal, and I it was weird because only a couple of days before this. I did. I was talking about The Exorcist, and somebody said to me, "Oh, it's called The Exorcist, da da da, isn't it?" I was like, "Oh, I don't even think, I didn't even know it had a title." And I didn't. I, oh, they should. And I, I looked at Imaginary Watch and said they should get on with releasing some stuff, yeah. first look or a trailer or something. And lo and behold, this week, free official posters for it. But also, apparently, there's a trailer in cinemas showing before Oppenheimer. Okay. Um, I, I heard. Um, so obviously nothing online just yet. And I didn't, there was like a description, someone describing what happened in the trailer before I'll avoid that. Don't want to, don't want to, don't want to see that. So obviously, yeah, David Gordon Green relaunching the Exodus franchise this Halloween is the 13th of October is going to be arriving in theaters. Um, usually when a poster comes out, a trailer will be arriving very soon as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so Leslie Odom Jr. will play the father of a possessed child, desperate for help. He tracks down Ellen Burstyn's character, obviously the mother of Regan in the original um, Exorcist. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean that, that Regan is is dead? Possibly? Saving her for know. the sequel. Saving her for the bloody sequel, aren't they? So above him, they'll, uh, be trying to, they'll be trying to exercise her, and then yeah. the guy's going to be losing his faith. It's all going to go wrong, and then you're here. Regan in a regular non-possessed voice say on your left and a little portal will open up. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. On your left. What? Your mama sucks cocks in hell. Oh, unpossessed version. Okay. Yeah, so that's actually she'll come back. Or maybe she's like fully assimilated and she can use oh, devil God. powers. Yeah. Did Did you watch the TV show? Nah. Okay, well it got cancelled so I don't really worry about spoiling things too much um obviously gina davis pl plays a character called angela rance and is revealed later quite far into season one not season two season one that she's regan okay so i think so <laughs> now i'm saying it i'm pretty sure that's right um i kind of liked the series however it felt like a very a loose script, a, 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 not a great story to be stretched across like however many episodes there were, 10 or 12. Um, do you know what I mean? It struggled. At, after about after about five and six, you're like, okay, okay. What, what else you got for me? Um, after a good opening, I think it had some really good marketing as well. Like some of the posters and trailers and visuals were really good. Um, so yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to something new because we haven't had anything new since... Exorcist the beginning, right? Which is 2005 with one of the Scars Guards. And I rewatched that not recently, but definitely just a couple of years ago, just to remind me if it was bad. And it was pretty bad, you know. Yeah, I've taken in so little of the of the Exorcist. If I'm brutally honest, risking all kind of horror credibility here. I don't think I've sat I don't think I've seen the full original Exorcist in uninterrupted chronological order i've definitely oh, wow, seen the okay. start and i've definitely seen the end i'm pretty sure i've seen all the bits in the middle but i don't think i've seen it in a single sitting fright fest it's on a special Fl the version Flight you didn't Flest. see at fright fest yeah this year the, the version you didn't see um yeah looking forward to that um 
Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like it's one of those um, horror franchises that hasn't got that hasn't got loads of sequels, and some of the films are, are sort of thought of as being middling. Like the second one's not great. The third one, third one is great, but in a completely different capacity. And then, of course, the beginning was just yeah. I don't know. I think it's one of it's one of those f- franchises where base it works well when it's like stripped right back mm-hmm. is most is most basic i think you try and go too crazy um i recommend the oh, i don't know if you read the book though i recommend checking out the book and, and and the book legion as well which is what the third film is, is based on I had a great time with both those books like one of some of the most effective like horror novels including like i think jules was up there as one of the first um horror novels that i, I have that read. read yeah we might have to discuss a bit of some changes between the story that we get in the films and the story we get in the books when we oh, get into the film. Because actually, definitely books, got to remind me. Oh, books! I would say the shark, perhaps not the biggest villain. Okay, I um, remember reading the original Jaws, Peter Benchley. That that description of a dead body, I think, was the first time I'd ever like really thought about stuff like that, and it really, really affected me. I remember being like, "Oh God, is that what happens?" Yeah, oh god like i remember just like, obviously not asking not asking anybody like genuinely the faults in my head for the first time i mean similar in a way to 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 barbie which has just come out this week everyone's going crazy obviously for barbie and oppenheimer barbie who begs the question have you ever thought about death <laughs> i think for the first <laughs> time after reading jewels at the age of what oh i don't know maybe maybe like nine or ten i think those were the first times i started properly thinking about oh god death it's inevitable, and it's coming for all of us. Caused by sharks, holy Caused shit! Caused by sharks as well. And I was always like, getting in 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 the sea in any in any sense. I was always kind of it was always there that thought of of sharks, and because of the book and because of the film. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, you got anything else in news before we move on? I know it's a yeah. scattershot approach this mo- this this morning today. It's an incredibly scattershot approach. I've got two more bits of news, and we'll fly through that. So, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines is a Pet Cemetery prequel movie, which is premiering in October as well. What a big October is going to be um, this year on Paramount Plus? And so, we got a first look at that, into including the the cast, which includes uh, David Duchovny, oh. the, uh, and Pam Greer as well. Um, oh, it looks like a bloody heavyweight cast. But it's in 1969, a young... So it's basically Judd's prequel movie. So he's a kid, I think, you know, or a teenager at least. He baby dreams Judd. of... Baby Judd dreams of leaving Maine behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within is forced to confront a dark family history that will have kept him connected to Ludlow. So him and his childhood friends against an ancient evil. What I do like about Judd... I don't want to say... Actually, not what I, not what I don't... <laughs> No, I like about Judd. Well, I'm confused by Judd. Hang on a minute. Don't go using this pet cemetery. It's terrifying. You never guess what happens. I, It's terrible. Don't do it. All right. Shall I not do it then? I'll show you how to do it, but make this sure is so you, you know do it. exactly what not to do. All right? Yeah. What the fuck? But it's quite okay. difficult to do it because I'd, I'd naturally, I mean, yeah. fair enough, with the cat, you might have buried the cat as a, a pet cemetery. Yeah. But when you little when your wee boy gets absolutely creamed by a big old truck, oh yeah, cream. I mean, to be honest, you could bury him in a bury him in a glass. The state of him, 
Um, but like, <laughs> but um, you should have done because he comes back. Yeah, sometimes dead is better, mate. <laughs> Just yeah, often in this in this town. Does it not strike you as a prequel though that? And I hate to repeat myself, Andy. You know I do. I really do. However, is a prequel where the thing in mention is already it already exists. For God's sake, it's like it, you have to remind me of Pet Cemetery. Is it like a? Is it like a native, like like Possibly, curse yeah. on the land, like a something like that. But, like native like curse. aboriginal people's curse on the land or like a thing that they probably use nicely yeah but it sounds like it doesn't corrupted it? and people burying their cats in there makes them come back wampy why not just give us some sort of um understanding of of how it came to be and maybe why it's gone a bit wrong the problem there is i guess if it's based in like yeah, um, that's true. Sort of first that's nations true. people they wouldn't be able to hire like white actors to be in it so they'll be thinking where's the bloody money in that who is bloody money now? We need David Duchovny. Can't we just get David Duchovny to do it? No, you can't do that anymore. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. So even though I'll look forward to it and I like David Duchovny and I like Pam Greer and uh, sure, great. However, I do also get that little inkling for, and you, not every film needs it. You know, we've already experienced it with the Alien franchise where we don't need every tiny little detail. But with the Pet Cemetery stuff, I'm like, oh, that's quite interesting. I'd be interested to see how that came to be, as I was about Valak, the nun, in the nun. But yeah, I didn't get that. Just the nun. How did that nun come to be then? Well, basically, you start off right. We got the nun, the ghost nun. No, yeah, but what happened? What was she before that? Don't worry. Don't bloody worry. <laughs> Always. Okay. Last piece of news. Uh, probably going to be quite interesting for you, Andy. Did you know that they they've bloody gone and remade Witchboard? Have they? Did My you know about favorite this? recent watch. I didn't. I didn't know Actually, about this. Witchboard one, fine. Witchboard two, fucking bonanza. It's on the way, and you never guess who's directing it. Hey, Chuck Russell, director of Dream Warriors and The Blob. My goodness, I imagine because he's a man who's still alive. It's not the 1950s Blob either. It's the 1980s no, Blob. It's, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that. Um. So it's his return to horror. The vo- the trailer's debut today, SDCC's Bold Voices of Horror panel. So I don't know if it's online yet. Releasing in 2024. And yeah, it's a straight up remake of the 1986 oh, movie. My goodness. Bearing in mind, anyone who's missed our, did a brief, um, a very, very brief, because I don't want to spoil anything. I did a very brief Witchboard bite sized <laughs> episode over on our Patreon. And then I watched Witchboard 2. And said, I'm not saying a word about this. We must do a double episode oh, yeah. of Witchboard movies because... Double Witchboard. My goodness, that second one is a lot of fun. Witchboard? This board. It'd be ever so confusing. Especially <laughs> if you're a ghost and you're using the Witchboard, you can only write out... Actually, less confusing for them because they can spell out what they mean. So <laughs> you spelled it with a T, so that's all right. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, I got it. I no got misunderstanding it. at all, actually. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for being clear. Um, I mean, that is it really for horror news. Quite an intense week. For I've got one news, little bit of horror news for you. Very again, nice. Ben. Sadly, not some good horror news, I'm afraid. In many ways, quite bad. Um, so the upcoming FX Alien series is reportedly not impacted by the strikes and is continuing with 
primarily non-union, well, entirely non-union oh. represented actors and so on. So right. short-sighted right. version of that is, oh, are we going to get this sooner on schedule? However, you've got to be supportive of those people that are looking for fair wages, be they writers, be they actors. We spoke about it over the last couple of weeks as well. Regardless of what it means to the film's quality, I'm not saying that mm. uh, someone couldn't be a good actor and just not be in a union, especially because it's an American guild that's yeah. that's going through this one. So there are actors that live and work in other countries around the world that are not affiliated, not by not because they've snubbed it, but because they're in, they're not in the country where that guild operates. Mm. And of course, in some ways, you would argue for and promote having diverse cast. And actually, would it be interesting to do something with actors from whatever country? But from the from the short things I've read about this, it's not because it was always planned to be filmed, you know, with a different cast. It is, I understand it's moving forward to be able to not, yeah, to not be impacted by these strikes and so on. So not only does that potentially impact the vision of what it was what it was created as potentially yeah. but from a community basis looking at the arts community certainly the feedback i'm seeing on the socials is that a lot of people have fairly front and center said well that's my interest in something i was really looking forward to absolutely yeah. canned which regardless of whether you personally not just you ben but anyone listening whether you personally agree with that or not you do realize that it's going to absolutely magnify any negativity around this. And again, whether yeah. you agree with it or not, I do think that some people will object to will object to this um, you know, in its in principle. Will they not watch it on principle? Will they it's probably going to affect the reception this show receives and its and yeah. its and its critical appraisal. Which obviously, if you want something, you have this rich story and you want to see going on. We know what, from a business point of view, how much of a hair trigger a lot of these networks are on for cancelling a thing right now. Mm-hmm. It feels like they may be doing their best to kind of doom it. So I'm a little bit disappointed by all those goings on. How about you? Yeah. I've, I've sprung this news on you. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, I didn't Sorry know- to learn I didn't- like this. <laughs> I don't want to learn like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, and I'm just looking at the cast and everything. And I'm a big fan of the franchise, and it's obviously it does tarnish that somewhat. But then, yeah, I guess we need to look into the. I'll look into the ins and outs of it. But yeah, if they had that cast backed up, if they had that cast ready to go already, then fair enough. But if not, then it does kind of suck because you're essentially taking someone's job away from them just because they decided to go on strike, which is not really fair. Yeah. Um, not not to mean obviously the actors who are, who are who are in it deserve to work as well, of course, but it's it's a minefield, really, isn't it? Yeah, and bearing in mind as well that a lot of unions around the world are, you know, in solidarity, not wanting to yeah, press yeah, on with. And it's certainly from a writing community point of view that I'm a lot closer to. Same with you, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of solidarity with people saying, "Hey, if these people are." kind of presenting it with you having an opportunity now hey i know Mm. you traditionally write for audio or podcasts or you know you haven't got one of these screenwriting jobs previously why don't we take something that you're working on and try and adapt it yeah it's almost tempting if people are getting their big breaks in the middle of this like 
it could be tempting for people, but at the same time, you have to think that there's a degree of exploitation in that, like you're effectively being used to try and put pressure on the striking act. So, oh, look, replaceable. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, I've seen loads of stuff like that. Like, I'm Sorry, there's a squeaky chair going on, just in case you think I'm just... <laughs> Stamping <laughs> on mice myself. under your desk. Stamping on mice, yeah, that's what, that's what I was doing. Um, okay, I, I guess we should move on to, to what we've been watching. Although I've kind of mentioned... I mean, I've mentioned everything. Shark exploitation and the Meg is the main two things that I watched this week in preparation for this um, episode. I also did watch Bird Box Barcelona as well. That's a mouthful. Triple, Triple Bs. B. Triple Bs. And you know what? Oh, it's not, it wasn't that great, to be fair. Oh, and I mean, the bird, the bird Box, as as a as an idea anyway, is a bit iffy because i'm almost a bit like okay i get it but at the same time you know people want to see things and um i think this film really suffers from not having like a heavyweight actor like sandra bullock in the main role it felt a bit rehashed felt a bit recycled felt a bit like bird box light if that makes sense like oh you remember that remember that film bird box oh yeah based on a really successful book and, and one of the biggest um streaming films on netflix when it came out do you want to see more of that yeah why not it's just all kind of a bit naff though. It's like going a quiet place a quiet place, Birmingham. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the it's not really hub it'd be very noisy. I'd like to watch that to be fair. I would like to watch that. It'd be very, bloody very hell! noisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh bloody hell <laughs> I'd love to watch that. This film, not so much. You know, sometimes it's almost impossible to get into some films isn't it like mm -hmm. if you just you sit there and you're like i'll give it 30 minutes i mean i never stopped watching but yeah just couldn't get into it just couldn't get into it. And, it and it seemed to replace a lot of the ideology with like some sort of like religion some everyone's oh, everyone's everyone's a bit of a religious what. nut job and i don't know if it necessarily worked so yeah i mean that's that's it for me i mean if you're going to be religious barcelona is the place for it got a lovely lovely cathedral yeah people care about that people just care about and there's no consistency as well like, there are certain things rules established by this world that i just don't understand i still just go what but if it affects that person that way why didn't it affect everyone like that well i don't know and it never really explains it does um, bird box explain like other people who can't see in bird box they're just loving each day as if it's the last yeah, I think some people like just make themselves blind at a necessity. Keep your eyes closed. No, just like jamming a, I don't know, a, a, a cocktail stick. <laughs> it jams please. something in their eyes. Loads of people with like their eyes fucked, like taught, ripped out by human hands. I think some people are going around doing it on purpose to people as well. Um, but yeah, there was a, and there was a bit of a twist as well. a twist that happens after about 15 minutes that completely altered the way you look at the film. And then another twist that happened a little bit later where you're like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? In one of those films where you're just like, well, yeah. What, what are you telling me that for? I know. I'm watching. <laughs> These things that are getting us, they're bad, they are. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're bloody bad, these things. Who knows? These are the baddies. What? Are we the baddies? We've got little skulls on our caps. Are we the 
Are we yeah. the baddies? Yeah, looks like it. That's it for me, though. That's I've it got one me. more to share with you all this week, then, apart from the things I already mentioned, like extra jaws. Um, I, um, you guys, did, you covered Prom Night recently, right? Both that and the remake. Yes, indeed. Those kiddies saying the killers are coming, and then before you know it, yeah, revenge. Pushed out, pushed out of a window. Well, take everything you knew <laughs> about the Prom Night series and throw it in the bin as we get to Hello Heaven. Mary Lou colon Prom Night Two. Oh or yeah, Prom Night Two colon Hello Mary Lou. It's one of those situations as well. It's I the say, Rage Two Carry Two again, all over again, isn't it? Yeah, Carry Two the Rage Two. Um, so right, Pit sets, let me let me set the scene for you with Hello Mary Lou. Right, imagine Carrie, right? Uh, yeah, Are you imagining her? Uh, is she covered in blood or not? Uh, no, okay, she no. is, she's fine while she's alive, except Carrie, not a misunderstood understood girl pushed to the edge, she's real bad. Her name's oh. Mary Lou. And she fucks all the time. She's all about like Jesus. Yeah, she's empowered, empowered, insatiable. Also dead, yeah. and is a ghost. She's a ghost now, and she's coming back. She's a for... ghost when she's having sex with people. Oh no, she's having sex with people very briefly, and then she is killed and becomes a ghost with carry powers. And then a couple, of, well, not a couple of years later, many years later, after the kids at her nineteen um, fifties oh. graduation prom night. Um, are are all grown up and have various positions of authority in their kids reaching <laughs> senior year at school. Oh. And she comes back to do some carrying as a ghost and some possession of like mate might of like innocent characters, all sorts of ghostly murders, including an excellent telekinetic like um locker crush. There's a bit nice. when this girl's hiding from locker and then um Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, like telekinetically crushes the locker that she's hiding in. She is Oh wow. I'm looking I'm looking bonkers. at some... she is she all like undead and stuff as well. Sometimes. And then sometimes she just looks like the main the main girl. She looks like normal. Okay. Yeah, she looks like normal and sometimes she looks they... like the girl that she is, and sometimes she looks like Mary Lou when she changes so possessions. Obviously, absolutely no relation to prom like the original movie, just the fact that it happens on a prom. That they've they've no. given it Given it, it a, um... it is the sequel to Prom Night. It is within the canon of that series, but it yeah. has no relation to it. Or Michael Ironside as the as the um, okay. school headmaster. This looks pretty good, you know. Would you say it's you pretty know good? what? I quite enjoyed Hello Mary Lou Prom Night too. Hell yeah! I think I'm gonna check it out. Um, it can't do. be any. Can't be. The, I mean, the first, the original. I I I wasn't a huge. A huge fan of, and the remake was weird. Didn't it wasn't even really a horror film. It was just like a, a thriller. But yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I, I think it's on Shudder, right? Hello, Mary Lou. Uh, I already had it ready to ready to go, but I best look at that. Now that I've now that I've invested in a physical copy because I'd heard good things about it, I'm sure that it will be on Shudder. Just to say, oh, that was unnecessary, Andy. Yeah, I'll let me tell you exactly out. where it's stream streaming. Uh, well, right I think now. it's on. If it says it's on Streevy, Freevy, whatever that yeah, is, Freevy is linked, linked, to, linked Amazon, to Amazon. It? Yeah, it's on Freevy right now in the UK and the US. Okay. Uh, or if you're in the US, you can also watch it on. My goodness, you've got some weird named streaming services. You also watch it on Fubo TV and Plex. 
or you can buy it on Amazon. Nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm having a look at your your letterbox now. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're uh, you're logging stuff because I enjoy I enjoy looking at people's watch lists, especially. I won't always look at it. I'll save it for the episode to see what you've been watching so you can give me a nice surprise. But after that, it's a good way of me remembering what you talked about. What we're going through to make sure it's all available. I mean, not horror-related. Horror-adjacent, we can say, for the real-life horrors that are going to find it. I also got around to watching The Flash. Now it's available on VOD. Oh, yeah. Um, Some of those, um, you know, speaking of bringing the dead back to life in possibly ghoulish ways, like like Mary Lou from Night 2 does. It's what the cameos in that film are a bit like, isn't it? Yeah, loads of zombies. Yeah, including babies. Yeah, including a man that you know famously, whose life was ruined oh, yeah. by playing Superman, who then you know went on to take his own life. Feels really tasteful to put like a to put his physical image in in this yeah. movie for that kind of for this movie. But, but yeah. And also putting in like a certain actor who didn't even end up playing a certain character. Uh, oh, I kind of liked, I kind of liked oh, that yeah. because he really, because he really wanted to and is alive to get his permission. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I did quite like that as well, but I, I was also thinking how many people here in the cinema know that that's a thing. Not that, not that I'm judging just a, I'm a general film goer, but at the same time, I'm not like standing up at the front going, well, I knew who that was. Is there anybody else? Well, yeah, it was a uh, no. shut up. Yeah. All right. so that's it. That's it. Just the film of the week. Big old Jaws 2. Hit us with that synopsis. Hit us with that synopsis. Shit. Uh, okay. So Jaws 2 is a 1978 American horror film directed by Gino Swark. Directed by Gino Swark. I mean, I've never read that name out loud before. Swark is spelled S-Z-W-A-R-C. Um, Shark co- maybe then? So the sequel, Shark. Are you saying this guy's name is Geno it's Shark? It's actually Shark, yeah. His surname is Shark. I mean, did they literally just... <laughs> Can anyone direct this? Well, my name's Geno Shark, and uh, I'd like to put forward... Say no more. You're Say in. no more. You're in. Sound on the dotted line. What's that? It's You're like, not what's even a film... It's like what's Web doing the Spider-Man film. Oh, yeah. Mark Webb. They've... What? You're not even a film director. Do you reckon you could have a go? Because this is too good. Too good to be true. Um, it's a sequel to Steven Spielberg's Jules. Second installment in the Jules franchise, starring Roy Schneider, obviously, uh, Lorraine Gray and Murray Hamilton. They're all reprising their roles, but no other major roles from everyone. And then a load of bloody teenagers, all with varying degrees of interesting 70s hairstyles. The plot concerns Chief Brody suspecting another great white shark is terrorising the fictional seaside resort of Amity Island. I'd love it if this was all in his head. Following a series of incidents and disappearances, his suspicions are eventually proven true. Of course they are, because it's called Jules 2. Um, it's got 5.8 on IMDb, 62% critics score, 39% audience score, 2.7 on Letterbox, And here are some choice reviews. Graham said, we're going to need a better script. Two and a half stars. Kate says, what if the shark really just wanted to be friends and doesn't know his strength and is sad he keeps accidentally eating people? Three and a half stars. Uh, Casey says, so this really just amounts to the producer saying, yeah, and then what if there's another big shark? What a payday that would be. Two and a half stars. Um, and Drew M87 says, a worthy follow-up that keeps the frills afloat. Three and a half stars. Like a boat's afloat. 
Like a boat's afloat, yeah. Um, so there we go. Have you seen this before? Many, many times, many years ago. I many times. Like, I feel like there was a period where you know how you'll put the TV on, on a Sunday and James Bond will be on mm. or something like that, or, or an Indiana Jones film. I yeah. feel like the Jaws <clears throat> sequels are the 10 o'clock at night ITV2 version of that. <laughs> That's The Mummy Returns, isn't it? Yeah. The Mummy Returns will be on ITV2 at 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes at... you'll get in at night time. You know, not not a very late night out. You've not been out until like proper at at, but yeah. you've just you've just been to the pub or out for a meal and you get mm. in ready to settle in. You put the telly on while you're making a cup of tea ready to settle in for the evening and get, get ready for bed shortly, but not going to bed just yet. And then Jaws 2 is going to be halfway through. Yeah, and then you'd watch it if it was you've got just it. long you've got just long enough to go. Which one is this one? How do they get the shark in this one? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean that's all you need to know, isn't it, really? I think so he's only in two, isn't he, Roy Schneider? He's only in one and two. Yeah. Not in oh, oh, Ben, I'm gonna have to call you up because Karen got me the same on this one. Roy Schneider, no N. Oh, okay. I've been saying Roy it for Schneider. years. Schneider. Not to be time, confused. Wrong. Not to be confused with Roy Lester Schneider or Rob Schneider, apparently. Yeah. It, it says that Schneider on his Wikipedia page. Schneider. Yeah. Karen was like, there's no end in that. I was like, <laughs> oh, bloody hell, you've got me there. Try not to um, be defensive about it. Because, oh, it's brilliant. No, it is he absolutely was, correct. Jaws one and, he was in Jaws 1 and 2. Um, archive footage uncredited in Jaws the Revenge. Chief Martin Brody. Or if you notice, as the credits went like rolled at the end of this film he was just listed as brody just brody brody the entire and family brody and then mrs brody and then kids brody that's what their name is kids brody one and two shark and apparently the shark is a, is is a woman <laughs> well, that's a weird way of describing a shark this shark is a bloody woman this shark is a female um apparently according not according to the official wikipedia but according to I don't know, film fans? It's got to be a woman shark, this one. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. How do you know? You just tell, can't you? Yeah, it's, it's a micro... Lipstick on it. It's a microaggressions. We could just tell. Um, So, yeah, I, I have seen Jules 2, I think, but it's, enough time has gone by where I don't remember it pretty much at all. However, I think there is a certain something to be said about this film, whereas sure, there's a lot missing. It doesn't have that recognisable Steven Spielberg like epic tension. No magic, no little shooting stars no magic. over the sea. But then, the, but then there's the soundtrack, I'm assuming, the score is John Williams. John Williams score, anyway. It's a John Williams score, isn't it? So, despite the fact it hasn't got the, the Spielberg shine, there's still something about it that does feel kind of Spielbergy and it's got mm-hmm. some frills. I think it kind of loses the, the plot. I mean, quite literally. By the time we get to the point where we're on the on the sea with all the kids on the boat, I think it starts to drag on a bit. I think it's got a, a, it's got quite an interesting start. Not nowhere near as strong a start as Jules, of course. And I quite like the middle as well, where um brody is like going a bit nuts and thinking everything's a shark and uh, he opens the door and a postman's there and he goes ah shark bang 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 uh, <laughs> i think i think this is all good and obviously it feels like it's setting up 
for something and the fact that the shark's got like a burned face as a scar face as well is interesting and i think i just enjoy spending time on amity island with these characters it kind of feels like a bit of a holiday doesn't it because most yeah. of it happens in the middle of the day doesn't it like, there's not much is there any nighttime stuff there's obviously nighttime stuff or first thing in the morning stuff with jewels isn't there um with the first attack but this one, it kind of does feel like a bit of a a bit of a holiday, and then you go, oh yeah, there's a shark as well. I forgot about you. Ooh. Oh, he's back. He's at it again. Oh, she's at it again. Possibly. Who knows? Um. So I mean, I haven't. I don't remember three. How, how does this compare to three? Is it better than three? Yeah, much strong, much stronger than three. Not just the dated effects, and also you mentioned you don't see much at night time. Every time they go to look for the shark in number three, they decide to do it in the dead of night. But that's horrible. Be hard, I can't man. think of anything worse, right, than the sea at night. Not only the sea at night, but knowing that there's a shark milling about. That's impossible, isn't it? That's like just yeah, going. Should we, go, should we go look for it? Yeah, would it be easy in the day? Yeah, probably. But you know, we've got jobs to do. do. We've got day jobs. Um, Is it because the effects were like? Oh, yeah, we probably. Really show it off. Better, to, easier to do with the lighting. Because obviously uh, there was there were a lot of problems with the shark in the filming of Jules, and it was getting waterlogged, and it's not working in general. Do we know anything about the the effects in this film? Where did they manage to work out a method of uh, three years later of having a big old shark in the sea and not? I mean, I think they do a lot with this shark, like at certain angles or showing it at certain times when they're like to get the most out of it. Because as you mentioned, the shark does get burned and injured at this point, but then you'd be forgiven for thinking it didn't because you don't see it most of the time. No. They try, tend to film from the other side. There's the a couple of, of good time. there's a couple of good angles. There's a couple of like when you're sort of like it feels like you're sat on the shark's nose a couple of shots. Mm-hmm. Where you're kinda of looking down and you look up to see like the shark's point of view. A couple of shots as well where the shark I think it looks the worst when you see it head on. Mm-hmm. Um apart from that. And also when you cut to like the the archive footage of like at well not archive footage, but like actual footage of a real shark, it just doesn't look anywhere near as big or menacing, does it? You kind of see it in the scene, you go, What? <laughs> Just normal, normal kind of shark stuff that could be like it is the very much like nature photography. Yeah, because well, they're beautiful, look at it, like it, strings playing over it. It just doesn't look the same. And you know, the fact is, we're supposed to somehow believe that there's another shark attacking the same island, but it's also massive and is also like a nutter. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, like Bruce. We might as well begin there with the plot. So we get, I guess, kind of a nice bit of connective tissue to the original and we see the wreck of a ship and we see the little thing it's oh, only yeah, the orca from the last orca, one yeah so it's the um, orca from the last one and there's some photographers not photographers they're divers principally but they're taking photographs <laughs> um of the orca so obviously then... even though roy roy scheider's in it um we haven't got who's the, who's the only ever surviving guy because what's his face um what's his bloody flavor Hooper died. Yeah. Oh, Quint died. Yeah, he got eaten Quint up. Quint died. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he got eaten up. So obviously he's not coming back. Um, but where's where's the other fella? Well, Matt Hooper, we learn after Brody first suspects there's a shark, he phones Matt Hooper and he goes, Oh no, he's on a boat in Antarctica, so he's not gonna oh, be in this. Oh yeah, that's right. Um I complete I, I heard that line, but for some reason I didn't hear who they were talking about. I think so, so Hooper as well, let's bring into it like the major difference in the plot of the book versus uh the film 
is that there is more of a connection in the original book. So Hooper was someone who um, holidayed on the island, on Amity Island, mm. and had a connection with Brody's wife. They knew each other, they dated briefly while he was on holiday on the island where she had grown up there. Um, oh, okay. Or something along those lines. I'm not sure whether she was also a visiting family who then married Brody and ended up staying there. But nevertheless, there was a connection between them. And uh, they bloody sleep together, have an affair during the course of the book. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, my and, God. Yeah, I think, I think she's quite... That. Again, I'm, I'm trying to cover the plot of a book I read probably yeah. 20 years ago. But um, I think they have... I think they they sleep together, but in doing so, she realizes that it's not romantic, and he's kind of using her, and he's like a bit rough and like he's horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's not he doesn't love her or care for her or anything like that. But and then at the end, when it's less clear as to whether the shark has been killed or not, but the ship is sinking, and I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, that. There is kind of a pause, and it's not entirely clear as to whether the shark is gone, to whether they're going yeah. to survive, and whether or not Brody knows that Hooper has slept with his wife, and is he going to fuck him up for it and leave him to be killed? Yeah, absolutely none of that, of course. When this film, none of it happened. Them. None of it happened in the first. They just, first they film just there. become they just become jolly good friends. If anything, they bond over going fishing for yeah. the shark, and they team up together to destroy it. Uh, and the boat, the orca, it does sink. It sinks to the bottom, which is where we find it in this movie. Um, mm. But unfortunately, it doesn't waste any time. Uh, these guys are taking photos of the ship. Before you know it, John Williams has fired up the orchestra. We get that classic Jaws theme. And these divers get absolutely slurped off by this shark. Yeah, we get slurped off. Obviously, we don't see anything slurped them off. The camera's like flashing, so we kind of know. Okay, at some point we're gonna these. At some point, these pictures are gonna get developed. Check off cameras going off. Check off camera. I'm glad that obviously when we do get that, that's a big bloody hell. You could drink jewels out of house and home with that. <laughs> with, <Yeah>. with that. <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> um, I'm glad that when that when the photos do get um, developed, we don't just see it like coming towards smiling. Coming towards the screen, I, I'm glad it's a bit more. See, that's why I feel like this film, even though it's thought of as like a bit of a cash grab and 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 sort of not a great sequel, to which I think Steven Spielberg didn't he just turn it down flat out? Just said, "I'm there's no, I'm going to make a sequel. Like sequels, sequels are lame." Yeah. Um, he did make a Jurassic Park sequel, didn't he? He was behind the camera yeah. for The Lost World, um, and Schindler's List too. No, he never never did that. Um, <laughs> any other sequels? Did he do any other sequels? Well, um, I don't know. Might do a Ready Player 2. You know, don't do many now. Um, but despite the fact that this film is thought of like that, I think it still took its time in some ways with, with some things and made some pretty interesting, informed decisions based on sort of tension and, and that. It didn't just go straight in there sometimes. Like, it could have easily been the shark attacking the beach when Brody was, like, shooting at it. But no, it wasn't. Um, so it was all some some things I thought worked pretty well. The pictures is one of them, I believe. Um, and then did we just get introduced to reintroduce to the family? 
yeah, we we get up there and there's a big um, there's like a gala going on. There is a local businessman who has donated the princely sum of fifteen hundred dollars oh, to yeah. um the local like school charity or like the local scholarship fund, and they are working on building a big hotel. Um, yeah, to attract more tourists to the island to serve more tourists. So um, it looks like they're trying. It's, they're like in recovery after all that shark attack. So they're really like. There's a bit later on where they're trying to talk. They're sort of like trying to sell Amity Island, not sell it physically, but like sell the idea of living on Amity Island to like this family. Um, selling right? timeshares effectively. Selling timeshares. The biggest businessmen are there selling timeshares on the island. And, and Brody's wife like works for. The, works for the businessman, the, doesn't he? Yeah, doesn't that's she? Right. yeah. She works for the businessman. Uh, we see Brody himself turn up, and you know, she said, "Oh, I missed anything." So yeah, just pretend you've been here for ages. These guys are chatting on, and then the biggest failing of democracy ever committed to film. The mayor from Jaws remains the mayor. Still now. got a job. He's still got a job, and he's, he's learned nothing. Re-elected. This man has learnt nothing. And close the beaches. But... There's a proof of a shark. Well, I won't close the beaches. Other people die, and then he wasn't. Not even. Not only did he get to finish the term he was on, I assume at this point several years has passed. He's stood for another election. It's the most re- realistic part of this film: the fact that somebody incompetent would be voted into a position of power and then re-elected despite showing that incompetence. Yeah. Right? He probably went. Look, you'd have stable amounts of shark attacks with me. Or chaos <laughs> with my rival. My rival. There'll be shark attacks. There'll be alligator attacks. There'll be bear attacks. At least with me, there'll be regular shark attacks. But yeah, you, know... you know, you know what to expect. You're not just going to go into chaos with yeah. with this one. But also, that, like that, that guy, the mayor election campaign for Jaws Three is not in it. It's not in set in the same place. But would be like, well, say what you want about um, <laughs> Larry Vaughan, but you got the big calls right. He, he defeated. <laughs> He meet, he meet, he's made so he's made so Jeremy Corbyn's not mayor of this island. <sighs> All right, that's an um, excuse for being as shit as you want, is it, Larry? <laughs> it's it's he hasn't learned anything either because even now when Brody goes, there's another shark. He's gone. There ain't gonna be another one. You know what I mean? Lightning don't strike twice. Okay, there's no more sharks out there. I'll swim out there right now. Will you? No, I will not. Um, and we're introduced. To like a lot of young characters in this film, aren't we? There's like kids who are like at a dance, couple of couple of right dweebs. Oh yeah, this about... is the same thing. Like at this event, I guess it's at the school because the school band are playing and they're giving yeah. money to the school. So it's out there. There's like a couple of nerds that like you know have no confidence. It's like oh, when will someone like me? <laughs> and then yeah. there's someone else who someone is trying to set up on a blind date with their cousin that's come in. And then there's the the mayor's son is there, and Brody's son is there, both both like seventeen years old now. Uh, the older the older boys, um, they've got some other friends that are just around there, including my favourite character and namesake, good old Andy from uh, <laughs> from this one. He's a jolly good friend in this. Yeah, and he oh, uses yeah. a good tactic to get the kid away from being like catatonic. Yeah, what does he do? Well, like little boy goes catatonic after an event happens later on. He's just sitting there, um, non-responsively staring out to the sea as his boat sh- 
quote where it says, oh, yeah. in, in a new quote that I'm, we're using regularly around the conduit Turner house, is he goes, hey, you look at me right now or I'm going to break your ass. Oh, yeah, he does say that. <laughs> Don't blame him, though. Terrifying. <laughs> say, that, say that all the time to people. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah, no, just just, just around the house. Karen shouted, just the dogs. Karen shouted down to me, do you want a cup of tea? In a minute, I didn't listen because I was working. She texts me like, fucking listen right now. Ignorant. Break. <laughs> you ignorant bastard. You're going to break your ass. <laughs> so there's a lot of like people introduced, um, like girls... For for the young fellas to be interested in, um, I've, there's a bit there's a bit of casual sexism, but it's shut down by one of the guys. Um, and he says, "Oh, are you my mum? Don't tell me if I can or can't say." Oh, that is it. Cause we go to, basically we skip to the next morning, she and they're all getting together, together. She goes, "Oh, she's got tits this... like sparrows." Got the... What the hell does that mean? Yeah, they've got yeah, they're planning this blind date, and it's not even his blind date either. He's just looking out objectifying this teenager. I mean, she has gone sailing in what looks like a suit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. It remind it, it gave me flashbacks to Hostel when people were ogling, ogling women dressed in like as many layers as possible. Just absolutely, completely normal clothes. Yeah. So I Hang on a minute. Old, it's, when, it. it's when it's when it's when they got more clothes that I find it worse because it just makes my imagination work yeah, overtime. Just think, oh but yeah, I'd be imagining taking those clothes off for 10, 15 minutes. Gotta got get the toggles. And he says she has tits like sparrows. And I don't understand that, do you? Yeah, I mean now especially <laughs> you said it in plural. I assumed he was comparing her to being like having the chest of a sparrow, which I guess is a small Small bird, and I imagine they've just quite like. I understand people call call like, um, males, young males, like pigeon chested. That's something, isn't it? Where you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I I just find it all quite confusing. Big dread bobs when you walk. Um, comparing no. any body part to a small bird, I think is yeah. is confusing. It's not going to get you anywhere. I maybe maybe we just don't understand, but maybe um. Maybe American sparrows, or at least the sparrows in Amity Island, are very different. They've got famously, yeah, possibly. But boobs. also, what's what's this guy expecting? You know, teen teenage. Do you know what I mean? What's he expect? Yeah. Who's he? What's he on about? But his the thing is, go, oi, don't you talk like that? And he goes, oh. so he call he calls out toxic masculinity, um, not in a place of work, but in a place of of leisure, boating. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're doing some boating. They've gone out sailing. We get almost like a lovely music video of them doing all sorts of shenanigans. They're in a water balloon fight out on the water. There's one guy trying to read his book and he just tosses it away in the end. Going, oh, guess I'll just not <laughs> that's read. a library book. That's a bloody library book. <laughs> that's okay. He only, he only tosses it into the boat. He's all right. <laughs> oh, he tosses it into the boat. He's all right. He's um, like, oh, yeah, can't a... read that anymore. I did kind of think in this, and Brody even says it later. He's like, "Why is everyone obsessed with boating and getting on the water and being out in the sea?" And it's like, "Live on a fucking island, mate. <laughs> what else do you expect?" <laughs> Live on an island. There's no. Well, there's just about Game Boy at this point. No, not even. It's just late seventies. No. Seventies. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, the yeah. thing. But I think even these days with games, like when people do live sort of on coastal areas, like everyone's loving it. 
boogie boarding, wakeboarding, surfing. Everyone loves it. They love all the different all the different seaside activities. Yeah, 100%. they're doing they're doing all of that. Um, yeah, just a little scene that we all get. Everyone having a nice time. Brody's uh, teasing his like assistant, going. They hear that there is a boat just afloat out in the water. It's those boat from those divers we saw earlier. Brody yeah. doesn't know that though, so he sends out his assistant, a policeman who loves this, the this boat. assistant is a new character, right? Yeah, yeah, a new character who's like, I guess, like a like his intentions are good, but maybe a bit. How, how would you describe him? Green around, naive, the, green around the gills. Like, yeah. Green yeah. around the gills. Is that a turn of phrase? Does that mean poorly? Have I, have I used it right? <laughs> I think it might mean poorly. Um, he's a bit yellow-bellied. That means like a coward. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's a bit naive. He's uh, he's but he wants oh, and he loves the boat as well. He's like, hey, what are you doing on that boat? He's like, oh, this is my own time actually, just doing some boat tinkering. And he's got yeah. a friend who's an old man that just he's in uniform, hangs out with him. Oh yeah, he's got a friend who's an old man, an old grumpy fella who's a like se- a seaman. He's always he, oh, he's always complaining about being bored. This man, <laughs> I'm dead bored. <laughs> I'm so bored. What are you going in at in the house then, for God's sake? I don't know. I want to go in the boat. I want to be in here. Be bored. Um, it, it's what it's because he's going. I don't want to be at home with with uh, her indoors because she'll get me doing DIY around the house. Or maybe, or maybe these two guys are in a relationship. Who knows? Who knows? All of these things aren't expressively said, so you can make any assumptions you like. What we get now, though, while we're making those assumptions, is another scene, uh, possibly one of my favourites in the movie, the shark's next attack. Um, so they're out there, there's some water skiing going on, and there's also some characters just watching it. There's a couple doing some snogging that see them out water skiing. There's an old lady who's... Oh, yeah. uh, Doing some snogging. Very exclusive be- beachfront property. Her, her, her front door oh opens God, pretty yeah. much right onto the beach. My oh, goodness, Jesus. property prices nowadays. I watched a bit of a show the other day talking about those little um, beach huts. What are they called? Like the oh, little... little things you're in like um, Blackpool, right? The little cabins. Yeah. Unbelievable the amount people would pay for them because you can't get a mortgage for them. You've got to pay in cash. Or, you know, not Shouldn't that keep the prices down? Super expensive, ridiculous. Yeah, um, these little beach huts. No, she's hmm. she's actually she's got like a beach four bed semi. Um, so she's she's looking out and watching them. But then we see closer inside the uh, the boat, um, the shark nudges the one girl who's water skiing into the water and gobbles her right up. Well, this is the thing. Like, how fast is that boat going, and how fast is that shark supposed to be? Slightly faster than the boat. Um, it's ridiculous. He gets it. Maybe he comes in from the side. To be fair, um, <laughs> yeah. So he he gets he gets the, the at this point. Jaws two is very careful to make sure they don't get caught and ousted as there being a shark here earlier on. They need to try and yeah. discredit Brody first. So he eats her up very carefully. I feel like, and I mean, after watching shark exploitation as well, like some of these shark movies do follow a very specific formula, which is even if there have been a history of shark attacks before, whoever's the first person to like witness the shark or be convinced that there is a shark without any physical evidence, you know, they're always thought of as being he's a nut job, he's off his yeah, head. Oh, he's... 
surely there's, a not a, surely there's not a shark in that place where there's proven to have been a shark previously. Yeah, um, and the, but the feeling is like as a sequel, like you can understand it in the first movie um, of of any franchise, but for it to be a sequel and some of the same characters and to still believe that everyone's going to be like, no, what are you on about? Of course, it's kind of mad. It's kind of not mad. believing people, especially not like the chief of police. Not even that, but. Before we get to that, there's a second a second death. So after the girl's been gobbled up or he's been water skiing, the shark yep. rams, Jaws 2, rams the the speedboat that this woman's in. Bloody hell, Jaws 2. And she comes up with a rather unorthodox method to defend herself and <laughs> that she raises a can of boat petrol Rather than dousing the shark in it, she lifts it up above her head and spills it all over herself. Well, and then thinks... I, I feel like you can you can watch this from two different angles. You can watch it thinking she's trying to use it as a, a bludgeoning object for the shark, or she's trying to chuck the the gas or the I think she's trying to bludgeon him with it and then she holds it up above her head, unfortunately. <laughs> well um... you can watch it as that she's done that on purpose as well. You can watch <laughs> it, she's going, You won't oh. want to eat me because I'm gonna bloody stink. Uh, or, or just like, oh no, my greatest fear being killed by a shark. There's only one way to do this. And then oh, after yeah. pouring petrol over herself in the boat, she goes, oh, fuck it. I mean, I've used that item. What's next? Let me try the flare gun. <laughs> oh, and God. Trying it basically explodes the entire boat and herself and a bit of Jaws 2's face. And a bit of Jaws 2's face. It burned up her perfectly good trousers as well. Don't notice we've got a shot of that. Her lovely. Um, white denim slacks get burned and yeah the boat just explodes and then we see the reaction from obviously the couple on the beach and the old lady as well I'm like she, a, she, t- she tuts and goes in like she's annoyed <laughs> <sighs> oh bloody I'll tell you what I was enjoying the nice calm serenity of, of steamboat noise of staring, of staring out to sea and watching someone ski and they've only gone and exploded themselves yeah so they explode themselves out in the middle of the sea um, they call Brody. They call the the police, and they go to they go to check it out. Um, so yeah, it's not nobody thinks even for a second that a shark's involved at this point because the people who witnessed it were too far away to see what happened, and of course the boat exploded. Everyone involved is dead. So they just think tragic boating accident. They've been obliterated, but they do try and find the bodies. So. The deputy is out there looking. Um, Brody has him trawling the thing, and they do come across while they're doing some trawling on the ocean floor. They do briefly unearth Chekhov's power line. Oh yeah, Chekhov's power line. Enjoyed that. Um, um, they put it back in. Good. Won't come out till later. Don't worry about it. Try not to think about it. Um, <laughs> Try not to think about it. I'm still thinking about the camera from Brody, one. Uh Goes and along with many cigarettes, tells his tells his son, A slight shifty going on here. Might be a shark actually, so <laughs> I feel like Brody is just anything that happens, he's blaming a shark. What's happened? Smashed a plate in the kitchen. What do you reckon? I reckon it's bloody Jules again. Jules is here somewhere. He's done it. He's <laughs> <laughs> on the on the orca when I was on there. All the plates got smashed. It fits his MO. It fits his MO. They did all get smashed. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he's blaming Jules for everything, and he calls him the Jules. Jules from Jules. Um, 
uh, everything and- that goes wrong in, 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 in his life. One day, Mrs. Brody, <laughs> having not had an affair in this one, is interested in some sexual relations with him, and he goes, I just can't tonight, I'm too tired. What's that? It's the bloody shark! Jaws! T- I've been knackered thinking about sh- thinking about bloody Jaws all day long. It must be hard, but I feel like you were genuinely like serious PTSD from, from that scenario. Did you notice as well? So I saw this and I was a bit like, oh, is that a little Easter egg? And I had to Google it to make sure I hadn't just imagined it. On Brody's front porch, there's a flower planter mm-hmm. um, pla- painted bright yellow. It's one of the barrels from the first film. Yeah, I read that. That's good, isn't it? Did you read that? I, good little I bit to, of good little bit of give that little, little Easter egg. I had to give it a little Google. It was when they came out. You know when he came out and he kicked over the um, kicked all the cans out of the way. Yeah. For some kicked reason, the... I was like, I was just looking at the background in that. Kicks all the tinnies when there's the chief of police. He does some lovely drink driving later. He does um, lovely drink driving. Now he's done some lovely littering. No yeah. wonder you're losing your job shooting also, a school you, of fish. Kicking it all over your own own lawn. You have to clean that up eventually at some point. No respect. But, no respect, um, even for yourself. He Brody. doesn't get drunk at the minute. Right now, he just bans his son from going outside and says, right, no sailing, mate. I need to go and tell the mayor that there could. Then he says, oh, no, he says, good. he says, no sailing. And he goes, dad, I've got a date. And he goes, she'll understand. And he still moans. And he goes, God, you're killing me here. And I've got you a job, painting the toilets. Oh, yeah. While everyone else goes out, um, goes out on the sea having a whale of a time you're gonna paint these toilets for me okay that's it yeah um i understand his pain as a daddy though because he just he doesn't want much he doesn't want much he wants don't go on the sea right there's a shark out there okay now i know for some reason you've got it in your head that three years ago it was all in my imagination but it happened and i'm still worried about it so for god's sake please don't go out on the sea that's all I want to do. All I want to do <laughs> is the no. one thing that you don't want me the to only do. Only thing. I want, do cocaine if you want. No. <laughs> do cocaine. Go joyriding. I won't. I won't call it in. I've actually. Oh. I've actually been to the future and invented Mortal Kombat Two. Is an arcade cabinet here for you? Do you want to play that? No. Interest is so shit. I want to go <laughs> to the sea and it's boring. Is that the old man? The old man would love Mortal Kombat Two because he is dead bored. Um, so yeah, not long after this is uh, a killer whale carcass is found on the beach. It's found by that couple. They're running around having a good time. They don't actually see it until they're pretty much on top of it. <laughs> like, what? That would stink to high heaven. There is no stink. way that you wouldn't be like, oh, this beach reeks. Also, get... yeah, don't want to, don't want to be, don't want to throw cold water on this on this film so far. But killer whale is that from the same sort of part of the world? Both in the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I always remember he- like hearing that because there was always like oh, a killer whale, um, and a great white shark. And then I remember reading that they would never end up in the same seas together. Maybe I've just completely made that up. Is it like penguins and polar bears? Yeah, possibly. But I might have made it up. So just feel free to forget. I think there are. I think there. Are, I don't know if it's great white white specifically, but I know that. There are orcas that specifically hunt sharks, kill them. Oh, okay. Well, orcas yeah. are kicking off right now, aren't they? Attacking um, expensive yachts. Good. All together. 
Yeah, they've all decided. They've just got together and they've said, you know what? We've had enough. Sick of it. I'm sick of it. These yachts are going down. But like all in different different areas. Add this to our film film slate. So, you know, we've got or we've got like uh, Boo Year's Eve. We've got um, uh, (laughs) like Surf's Up Cthulhu. And now there's already been Orca. How about Orcas and the S? We put a dollar sign in there, just like when they made aliens. All them we'll orcas put, taking out the, the or a Z. Yachts. Put a Z on it, and it'll be them taking out. They're really cool. I just read. I googled it, and the first story is two orcas slaughter nineteen sharks in a single day in South Africa. Yeah, uh, but this right. maybe this maybe they've seen a copy of Jaws two, and they've thought right. Yeah, apparently orcas do at- do attack and eat. Great white sharks, and they just eat the livers. Yeah, find them to be delicious. Bloody hell, are they like um, Hannibal Lecter's. Hannibal Le- little Hannibal Lecter's. Terrifying, aren't they? Everyone thinks, oh, aren't they lovely? No, they're terrifying. Cinema has had wow. the opposite effect for orcas as it did for sharks. Obviously, sharks, we got jaws, they became scary, they became something to be feared in the sea. Orcas oh. got free willy all of a sudden. Yeah, I bet I bet deep down, I bet if sharks knew, they'd be like, excuse me? The thing is, right, sharks, you're vilified in all media as being terrifying killers. Oh, right, okay. I suppose suppose maybe sometimes some of us have earned the thing. But orcas are thought of as lovely, carefree, and family-friendly. What? (laughs) Literally, they're 100 times worse. No. And they're clever. They do all sorts of tricks. They're clever. You'll see them like when there's animals that are on ice, they will like try and tip it up so they can like knock them into the sea and eat them up. Yeah, sharks can't do that. They are yeah. bigger as well than sharks, as well, aren't they? Even yeah, like great massive. whites. They're absolutely mahusive, terrifying. Um, so the body of the orca is on the beach with big old nasty chunks ripped out of it. Um, and of course, now. Um, Brody is pretty much convinced, isn't he? He's like, Oh, something ain't right, something ain't right. I'm feeling it in my waters. Um, yeah, he believes he's take, that shark he's, is taking them, he's taking their evidence, he's looking at he's getting the teeth measured and the bite measured. I'm gonna find out if this is a shark. Gone, right? I believe a shark's responsible. Okay, Brody, I, I'm gonna listen to you what you're saying, but there was a mugging last week and you said a shark was responsible, so we're taking it all with a pinch of salt. So, there's a, there's a woman here who's like an expert, right? There's like a yeah. Yeah, wouldn't she... in this one scene and then never again? Yeah, why didn't she turn up? So she goes first things first. Let's measure it. Um. So yeah, he he believe, he explains his concerns to Mayor Larry Vaughan, who again, his doubting it, and it's because he's got people there buying timeshares and stuff. He's almost like, be bloody cool. I forgot. To say. Just be quiet. Be quiet. Like, don't cause a scene. And the next day, what does Brody do? Oh well, no. He, scene, does he, he does he find the body first? Um, he finds the burnt body first, so he sees some like floating debris in the sea, and I feel so bad because he has to get so wet to go and get it. He's trying to will it to come closer. He's like, "All right, I better wade into my. I better wade." Like he takes his shoes up and rolls up his trousers and then just walks into like waist <laughs> yeah, yeah. water. And he's obviously scared because he thinks if I go in too far, that shark's gonna know I'm here and he's gonna get me, even in like waist deep water. But he makes a he makes a pig's ear of this. Which <laughs> is trying to grab <laughs> grab a piece of speedboat. It's like, hmm, whatever you do, don't end up 
being basically coming face to face with a burnt body and having it basically drown you. It was flipping out of the thing. It's like the it's like when um, the woman's in the coffin in Drag Me to Hell, where like no matter yeah. what, like it's further on top of him. It's like, oh! <laughs> and he's like, he goes underwater and everything. Its face oh, is we... on it, like it's got its lips over his chin. <laughs> it's horrific, and obviously, I'm not surprised that that he's fuming about it. Um, yeah, so this is when we find out he tried to call Matt Hooper for assistance, but he's in Antarctica and doesn't he say something like, he's on research and he's not going to be in radio, he's not going to be in... Until summer. Until summer! Oh my god, what if you had an urgent urgent message for him? Have you got an urgent message for you? Yeah, I'll probably get it next August. Yeah, and I can't um, turn you back. So he is... So he's out of the picture, he's not going to be in this one. Um, and I think the next scene is now when Brody has gone full... Pan, not panic, but full like I know there's a shark out there, and I'm gonna find it. So, so he's like full right. observation mode. He gets, that, he gets up early and makes himself some special cyanide coated bullets. <laughs> he's like, I can't bloody wait. Uh, Can hopefully, you my... use cyanide bullets. The shark might go. Oh, I've been shot. Oh, but it's okay. I'll probably be okay from the bullet injury. And then the cyanide works its way, and you're like, Ah, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Fox could have spat die. him out. Um, so he's up there. Fox, Fox die. He's up there, and obviously the the mayor and also another bloke I like. They're treating him like shit, to be honest. Aren't they? So what's he doing up there? He's just out there looking for a shark to make sure everyone's safe. Bloody hell! <laughs> he's no, a bloody no. nutter. These guys don't know anything about marketing, like because they made it extra embarrassed because little girl goes like, "Hey." What's that man doing up in that tower? And they go, oh, he's just checking. And then someone else goes, it's pretty shark tower, isn't it? You'd say, yeah, the the chief, of, like the chief of police, the most senior policeman on this island likes to take a look out to make sure there are no sharks, which there aren't. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And of course, he's having a look out and he sees a big shadow moving towards her. Loads of people in the sea. He's a big shadow moving towards him. And I, mean, I can't blame him. You know what I mean? I feel bad, but at the same time, I can't blame him. And he he, he sort of rings the bell, starts shouting everybody out the water, everybody out the water. Maybe this is one step too far. However... Waving your gun around in people's faces. <laughs> waving your gun around, firing, everybody's screaming. Firing literally... bullets, like, you know, with special, like, cyanide coatings on them just into the sea. And this guy's like, it's bloody bluefish, mate, bluefish. Yeah, and the guy starts shouting bluefish. And I do like this moment when he realises, because I like how he, he confirms to everybody else, don't worry, everyone, it's it, it it's just bluefish. <laughs> like... Wave, waving his gun, get back in the water, go back in! <laughs> Get back in the water and have fun, will you? Enjoy yourself. Just relax. relax. <laughs> Pointing a gun at their face. Relax, will you? Relax. Enjoy yourself. And then the uh, mayor and everyone else is like, oh, for fuck's sake, fuck's sake. And then Brody's hanging on by a thread. Um, the guy who works at the, you know, the, the one-hour photo place comes back and says, got those photos developed. And it does look like there's a very close-up picture oh, yeah. of the shark, like a doll's eyes, black. I mean, it does look like that, but no one is convinced. And obviously, everyone is just convinced to just he's, like, overreacting and he thinks everything's a shark. But 
And I mean, it's especially one of those things, right? Because it's like also the people with a vested interest in the not being a shark are all the people on the council. Yeah, it's annoying though, isn't it? It is annoying, but again, realistic, isn't it? Yeah. And also, you know, based on the what we know from Jaws, there was the meme going around that week about, you know, I felt old before, but I've never been as old as the mother of the oh, eight-year-old yeah. from the Jaws movie. <laughs> like 70. Um, yeah, but the same is true. I imagine these are like young business entrepreneurs, movers and shakers. So yeah. there's two major... So Larry the mayor is there and the businessman that we know, but then also some very elderly people. Yeah. Ah, <sighs> um, There we go. That's how they it go goes. for a meeting in another room. They go, oh, can we just have a look at these pictures and have a chat about it amongst ourselves and we'll decide what we think of them. And the next thing you know... Brody is coming into the house fucking blasted. <laughs> Absolutely blasted. Because he has been officially outed as police chief, right? They just go, yeah. we vote. Uh, and we think you're not... What Do they really give a reason? No, just go, you say there's a shark and we don't agree, so you're fired. Um, so he's out as the, as the chief of police. And, um, Seems you know... Very harsh. He gives his deputy who's gone round to check in because he's heard the news. He gives him the badge. Uh, you know, he's quite nice about it. And Yeah, he's, yeah. they're still mates, aren't they, these two? Yeah, they're um, still friends. Despite despite this stuff, he's like, oh, it's out of my hands or whatever. But it does seem harsh, considering he did save the time from, from one killer shark, and now he's like, and there's another killer shark, and they've gone. The thing is, he's not been given any decent mental health care. <laughs> Has he? Like he's clearly going through PTSD, and they've just gone get over it for God's just, sake. Just, not everything's a just, shark. Just pretend there's not another shark, like the rest of us do, right? <laughs> like the rest of us. I'm I'm convinced. What you should do instead of being like um, traumatized, have you tried not being traumatized? Do you know what I haven't? I have haven't. you tried just not thinking about sharks? Oh, now you put oh, it that way. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess so, I could yeah. just not think about sharks, but he hasn't yeah. got that piece of advice. So he's being real stressed out about sharks and they've, they've canned him for it. Mm. And the uh, the um, the response is absolutely blasted. And you know what I love most about this one? <laughs> when he goes Go around and he sees, come on, everybody, let's have a toast. I see you're drinking the good stuff. You know what the bottle of the good stuff is? Go on. Standard bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> you're drinking the good stuff. Oh, what old Jack Daniels, number 10. Yeah, 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 it's lovely. Oh, you know, I don't use drinking myself, but it was Christmas quite recently. Got a little bottle. If he got that smashed, how many cigarettes do you reckon he, he sucked down in that time? He's been like a bloody chimney. He's been absolutely... Chain... If he chain smokes around the breakfast table, what do you think he does? I reckon he's one of those guys. He's always got one lit. And yeah. before he finishes another one, he's got the other one lit, ready to go. So he can yeah. do a, a, like a seamless from, changeover. He's like that scene from Gremlins where there's just one with like several in their mouth all at once. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. So Out he's bloody standing. Yeah, he's, he's he's lighting up all over the place. He talks to his deputy. And he's like, "Yeah, now you're the chief, mate." And then, uh, and then he just he's there and it's not he's not an unpleasant drunk he's clearly drunk but he's not like violent or like angry about it he just goes and sits with ellen and goes oh, i'm just really really tired and she <laughs> laughs and said or 
you're very very drunk as he sort of passes out lying on her. I just um, remembered. I've just remembered a bit from earlier when they were dancing at the at the opening of the hotel, and he goes like, "Whoa, do you want to come and fool around?" And she's like, "Yeah, why not?" Do to go cop off at the bike sheds? Was do you want to cop off around the bike sheds? Yeah, yeah. But when you're doing it, don't think of me as a shark, okay? Not even yeah. for a second. I'll try. I'll try. I know. Are oh, you find it difficult? Yeah, I do. I do. That's what that's what Brody's trying to do. Like he's trying to make things last a bit longer in the bedroom, thinking about Jaws too. <laughs> it's made him hornier, if anything. What, what's what's gonna what's gonna put me off this moment? I know. Think about Jaws too. Think about the terrible trauma. And that time you're in a boat that's splitting up and you almost fell into a shark's mouth after watching a man that actually happened to him. I tell you what wouldn't help having the yellow barrels as planters outside your house. <laughs> That wouldn't I'll remind you every day as you're coming in and out of that house. <laughs> yeah, that not yellow barrels. That incident I almost died during. And the yeah, man yeah. that I knew from around the town did die in. Guided. Um, so yeah, the next morning, Mike disobeys his father's orders by going sailing with his friends, and his younger brother Sean, like, comes out <laughs> proper does across him up. He goes like, "If you don't take me with you, I'm just gonna shout your name." And he does shout his name, but no Michael. one seems to hear. Yeah, yeah. No one seems to pay attention. Obviously, Dad's asleep because oh, he's uh, fucked up and he's hammered. He's, he's hammered. He's passed out. Um, so and yeah, also, he... like the little the little kid, like tells his brother that he's gonna. It's not that he isn't prepared for this because as soon as Mike says he can come, he steps out the room and he's literally holding a life jacket. Yeah, he's ready to go, um, which is good. And Sean yeah, so has basically... got big rat energy. He was like, basically, he's oh, going to yeah. wheedle on his brother to get his own way. And loads of them going. There's like six separate boats in there in total with all the six teenagers. And it's this new blind date girl that's tempted him because in the pub the night before, yeah. Mike's like, ah, oh, nah, actually, I've got oh, a job. Yeah, and my, dad, my dad, the chief of police, is going to absolutely do me a potato. And she's like, hmm. Do you always do what your parents tell you to? And it's like, well, I usually do when there's been like shark attacks and stuff. It, it, and my it, dad's it matters like... con- in matters concerning giant sharks. Bearing in mind, my dad is the only person on this island who's killed one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But no, he's he's like, screw it, let's go. Um, and they, they all get listen, on the boats, and they all I, go out as as they're sort of like sailing out as well. They go past this team of divers led by. An instructor who's like also their teacher, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he says something like, "Oh, where are you going?" And they go, "Get us some bloody lobster on the on the way, you knobhead." <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> it's like because they're on a boat like a few meters away, they've got like all the all the all the guile in the world to just go. <laughs> Screw you, Tom Andrews, you bastard! <laughs> and you drown. Aren't you at school? And it's like that's some holidays. Some holidays. Aren't you, where are you? Why aren't you in school? It's like seeing a if you ever saw a teacher in like the supermarket. Still call him sir or miss. All right, sir. All right, sir. What are you doing in here? Then? <laughs> Shopping, are you? <laughs> Shopping, are you? What are you eating normal food like the rest of us? Pot noodle, is it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> Unless I'm recently, the ult- recently divorced. The, the ultimate, the ultimate combo of, of that where you just can't do it. What like, what if? You meet a teacher outside school at the supermarkets, yes, but you happen to be with your parents at the time. Like oh, impro- yeah. impromptu parents' evening. You'll be like, <laughs> oh, He's sir. doing great. 
I will I will let you know he is doing great. It's not officially a parents evening, but he's doing absolutely great. Or if you see a teacher, male or female, and you see them with their partner out out in the wild. I know. It's like these forbidden secrets as well, like knowing what a teacher's first name is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Forbidden. Tell you what, once I was um I think I'd been given like some admin task to do by like one of the teachers or something like I'll like come and just grab this photocopy and perform it. Like, you boy, come and grab this photocopy <laughs> that I need doing. And then in like the Reaper graphics room, like where like the one school photocopier was that you had to take it down to to give to the person who was the photocopy attendant slash school nurse. Not that budget cuts were a thing in that day and age, but they were. Um, so you had to take it down to and then there was a note on there that was like like I don't know the things and it was all of the heads of year for our school like with their fur with their first names in it as oh, well. Shit. Fucking hell learning all that information wow thought it was like yeah. the shadow broker for a few minutes. <laughs> I was like you need information do you? I got the information for you. I remember Do you want to was... you know the head of year seven? Yeah. There was a <laughs> do you know sometimes there's there's a uh, someone who, who goes to your school and they only turn up for like a couple of uh, couple of couple of um, terms and then they vanish into thin yeah. air. There was a guy. He was an absolute nut job. Absolute nut job, right? Um, and I remember literally one one day out of nowhere in computer technology, a teacher. I won't give you a second name, <laughs> but a teacher was like leaning over him and like talking to him, and he literally turned around and went. Jesus Christ, Dave, your breath stinks like coffee. <laughs> In fact, I think he said dog shit and coffee. <laughs> but all of us were just like, oh my God. He first named him and told him his breath stinks. That is the ultimate disrespect. And obviously he got he got like sent out of the class or whatever, but then he vanished after a couple more weeks. So I reckon they probably killed him. That, that, that teacher probably went to the rest of the school board and went, it's yours too, he's sabotaging my lessons. <laughs> The head teacher, Larry Vaughan, who hasn't been sacked somehow, despite the fact there'd been loads of shark-related killings at the school the previous year, was like, <laughs> I don't believe you, mate. I don't believe you, Dave. And your breath does stink of shit and coffee. Your breath does stink of shit and coffee. Come on, brush your teeth, for God's sake. Um, so, yeah, what happens next? So, oh, yeah, well, Tom's submerging. I don't know why he's insistent on doing a bloody dive. Around about this time, you obviously don't believe there's a shark. Yeah, oh, he's, got, he's told those kids to get them some lobsters. Get us yeah. some lobsters, will you? Do my butter. butter. Oh, fuck off, shove up your ass. Um, <laughs> and while, while he's dying, school time now. High school time now. I can tell you, all little pricks. Um, and when he's down there, he encounters a shark. Doesn't get bitten or anything, but he like rushes to the surface and gets a uh, what's it called? Scares him so much that he gets the bends. He gets the bend. He gets the bends on the way up. Are you all right? I've only gone and got the bends on the way up. I'm absolutely. I worked. always imagine that if you get the bends, you look like the cover of that Radiohead album. <laughs> or like Crash Test Dummy or something. Yeah. What, are you all right? No, I've got the bends. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, or oh, the only sound you can make is like Radiohead. What, like a Tom York whale or something? <laughs> yeah. I reckon a Tom York whale, I reckon sharks and whales would probably understand yeah. it. You open your mouth and all that comes out is bing, 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 b
That's okay because it goes. It's okay because it goes up slowly for him. If you're yeah, right, that's horrible. That, every um, time I see that video, I panic. I panic like this guy, like Tom Hendricks. Tom Hendricks. What have I called it? Tom, Tom Hendricks. Do you try? Do you try and um, hold your breath and hold your breath? Hold yeah. your breath for as long as this yeah. song goes. But, a bit like watching got... that Cheltenham and Gloucester advert where that little boy goes with the pearls. Yeah, but it got slowed down, didn't it? Apparently. So you, if you hold your breath, you're an idiot. Because apparently that's all, it. They slowed the down that particular bit. Yeah, exactly. And he's also like singing along to the song in that video as well. And I always think, how can he hear it? <laughs> Sound conducts well underwater. That's good. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I go for a Monday swim and there's like a team of people doing their, what's it called? Will they swim underwater <laughs> dancing? <laughs> Synchronized swimming. Just, just Radiohead. Just being lowered into the water. They played a song over and over again, and it's proper annoying because you're like swimming for what forty five minutes or something. Um, if I have to hear Bruno Mars underwater one for one more minute, it's about space. Myself. It's the opposite of water. If you want to do a song for underwater dancing, you should be doing music by under um, the sea. Yeah, under the sea. Sebastian. Should or... <laughs> do Sebastian or what about um... Sebastian. What else could you do the music? Seal. Some of his songs, "Kiss from a Rose" is a banger. Yeah, um, I'd I'd go I'd go personally for the one that's like, if you're going to do an underwater routine, you're going to want to go for. Oh one. yeah, I mean that's got some great percussion in it. You know, you could really yeah. move along to that. It's because not too my, fast. My year seven, my year seven dance thing. You know, because you had brother. to go, you had to go and do rotations, do all the things. Yeah, and we had to do a dance to that song. Oh my god! Being eleven-year-old boys, it involved lots of like walking in a square. But you know, is there a video footage of this, Andy? It's got. Nah, that was. And it, when hang I was, on a minute, dancing to Solid Terry Brother with with uh, not on your own. Interested. Yeah. <laughs> maybe right, it, was, so... it was. Maybe it was an irony, but they're not doing that. Um, no. He's he's just diving, and he's got the bends, which. Is again the shark is still doing a very good job of covering its tracks because Brody goes, oh, "I'll tell you what, let's go." They see the ambulance pass and they go, oh, "Let's see what's going on with this thing." Eh? And yeah, this and guy... again, he's obviously got the bends and he can't communicate. That he saw the shark, so he's they're just like, "Ah, oh, he's, he's only going to got an <laughs> ambulance." Just lying there like, oh, it's like geez, he's, he's he's acting it out. He's like going, like, "Oh, <laughs> doing a little shark fin." <laughs> Head is like a shark's fin, and they're going. It could be you anything. Listen to our local Jay in this boat. No wonder you. It could be anything. Um. So yeah, he's good at covering his tracks. This bit now, where like the shark just starts attacking the boats, and like people are falling in left, right, and center, and getting separated, and boats are capsizing. I don't know. This was the part of the film where maybe I'm supposed to be the most interested because the shark's going crazy and attacking everyone. I don't know. During this bit was the bit when I started getting a little bit disinterested kind of where you lose it a bit right so yeah uh, we get one boat uh has been a little bit delayed to that couple we saw snogging earlier and for a moment i had mistakenly thought that this was the mayor's son and in many ways the, ah, the bitter irony that your own son's going to be eaten by this shark but um it's not who dies it's just a normal kid um yeah he gets sort of biffed off the boat into because they're He's just actually, they'll be like, hey, we're falling behind. And then he's like, ah, but do you fancy 
a little bit of ocean sex. She goes, well, put a blanket down because my ass is getting well bruised if I'm asking <laughs> questions. Yeah, um, yeah, and he goes, all right, I put a blanket down. And then as he's just laying it out, typical, just in the middle of a delicate job that requires a bit of finesse, someone comes and knocks you. Yeah. And the shark biffs him into the water and... But there's a lot of biffing into the right water. Up. So he gets chumbled and he gets mauled to death. Eddie, isn't it? Is yeah. he when... That was when he was like trying to swim back to the boat for ages. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Yeah, he's like... And he was, he was further away every time the shot like cut. It like he was about five feet from the boat, and then it cut away, and he was fifty <laughs> feet away. Right? And then he's like, "What's going on?" You would just say, "Just yeah. keep drifting away," because you've got better odds. Yeah, exactly. But he tries to he tries to outswim a shark, um, which obviously never works out, and he, yeah, he gets chomped up. Um, and then deputy, this is when they basically find Jeff Hendricks tells them that. Mike and everybody else has gone out on the water. So he kind of like says, Oh, they've all just gone out on the boat. Yeah, legendary. And he lists them all and, and only lists Brody's son or sons at the end of the list. So he goes, like, Yeah, Andy, Jackie, Eddie, Paul, Tom, uh, Michael. What? Yeah. Oh, Michael. Oh, Mike. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah. And then they go, And you're the, kid, and you're the younger kids with him as well. Oh, yeah. That- this is confusing, right? Because there's a moment earlier where Brody like looks in on the bedrooms, smoking a tab, obviously. As he opens one, obviously Mike's gone, and he kind of smiles at it. And I, I had to rewind it because I was like, oh, has he left like a, a little Mike-shaped thing in the bed to try and make it look like he was still there? But no, he didn't. But where's why does why does no one care where the, the younger kid is? Or do they just assume the younger kids? They just assume he's out playing. Oh, isn't there a babysitter that turns up and is like, yeah. um, "Oh, just let him do whatever today. Let him eat what he wants, but not candy." Is what they say as well. Not candy. So all the foods apart from that entire group of foods. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what happens next? So so yeah, they basically take a boat to go out and like rescue him. Hendrix comes as well. Initially he's like, no, that's my boat. But then he goes, all right, then they can't fire us both. So yeah, he's almost like trying to say we should yeah, be getting on, involved. I'm, I'm, on bo- I'm on board with this now. Fuck the mayor. Let's get on. Absolutely. Fuck the mayor. Um, and they find Tina on her own in what's the, t- what's Tina's boat called? Tina's joy. Yeah. Tina's joy. And she's hiding in the, like she's done the best hiding. The <laughs> oh, shark's yeah. never going to find her in there. No. It's already climbed up and gone. Where is she then? And she obviously says there's a shark, and Brody just goes like this: "Bloody soldier!" <laughs> He's like the uh, you all. Captain Holt gift vindication. <laughs> yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. He quickly, he quickly rubs out, and then like he gets a pot of paint and like changes the name of the police boat instead of like. <laughs> Amateur than police, but like police launch number one, he like changed it to the Vindicator. <laughs> the Vindicator, and then put sunglasses on. He's like, Right, that shit, come here, you little son of a yeah. bitch. He likes calling sharks, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, son of a bitch. You come here and take a bite of this, you son of a bitch. And then they beep the horn, having found the girl on there, they beep the horn at another boat and they go, Oh, someone's coming. All of you get on this boat and go uh, and go back to the island with them. I'm going to go solo in this boat that I can barely drive. Yeah, that sounds great. Brilliant. He's just bloody, he's the white saviour, isn't he, Brody? He's like, right, I said, everybody else, listen, 
he he knows that there's going to be a moment where he drives back with them all saved. All of them go in. There was a shark, and he'll just go like that. Yeah, fucking eat shit. All of you, give my job back immediately. Yeah, and that's where I would be so petty. I would have like, I was, you know, I'll come back. If it, I guess he has to go and save his own his own sons, but you would go and say, and that's why I thought for a second when I thought it was the mayor's son that had been eaten. I yeah. was like, oh, you know, in many ways, sad that anyone's son gets eaten by a shark, but serves you right at the same at the same time. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it... It wasn't though, was it? No. It isn't his son. Which, it's just which one, one was of his the son? Uh, Larry, because it's Larry Jr. So this is the one that is oh, yeah, yeah. fighting Curly earlier on. Curly headed ninny mugging? No? Yeah, it is. Thank You're curly headed fuck. <laughs> <laughs> curly headed fuck. Um, so yeah, what happened? What happens next? So, so right oh, now, he, he also gets on the he also gets on the blower to a helicopter, doesn't he? Yeah, because I'll oh, send his helicopter out, will you? Uh, that was before he even thought there was a shot. That was just when he threw it pissed off. Yeah, and he even called out without permission. He even calls up to follow it up. He's like, "Are you in the sky or what?" He's like, "Nah, I'm just having a, I'm just having a little coffee. I'm around a local McDonald's, having a little coffee. Get yourself up in the air. Come Get and say, on with it." So they're they're off. He's sending them out. Um, at this point, the helicopter does see them because, oh yeah, they're they're over here actually. Do you want me to? But oh, before they do that, actually, helicopter's just on the way. Um, the shark comes and basically in an absolute comedy of errors <laughs> fucks like every one of those boats. Yeah. But this is the thing, like obviously the shark's not hungry because it's not like it's killing people, not necessarily eating them, so it's just got a, a vendetta against yeah. anything anything that's in the sea. It's out there, he's raging and he's knocking them all over. He t- one boat crashes into another because they're all panicking. They're all off in the water and they eventually manage to sort of lash the boats together. And hmm. there's a few Mike, boats all Mike equally Mike ends up falling in, doesn't he? Mike falls he, in. He gets a bash on the head. Yeah. Slides in, but you get so okay. They just, this is an area where several times you have to see people just get their legs out of the water in time yeah. before the shark gets them. There's like a, a girl gets killed quite, quite like horrifically. That's just gets the girl like... that, that's the girl that, um, um, while Mike is like, yeah, oh, I don't want my little gross little brother on this on this boat. I'm trying to pull this, trying to pull the suit wearing girl. Um, and then there's it's like, not her, a, is it? And there's yeah, there's like a nice friend who's like, oh, your little brother can come with me, just like oh, a nice, yeah. but he's sensible, like like the sensible girl. She is the Sue Panda of the um of the group. <laughs> um and yeah, she. She's the one Initially, it's fine, like everyone else. But then, at some point, their boat goes wrong. They slip into the water. She saves little Philip, but is oh, brutally yeah. eaten in front of him. Brutally, and then her friend, the the suit wearing one, like pretty much goes hysterical from that moment onwards. Which you would, yeah. I think you would. That's totally acceptable. Um, but not but little Philip. Goes... He shuts down. He's like clinging onto the little rudder. Like, wait, is it Philip? Is that his name? Brother's name, Sean. Sean, not Philip. <laughs> I was for, for some reason I was thinking one of the others is called Philip. Who's that? I mean, to be fair, there are so many kids on these boats. That it's there are loads. Some of them just I don't think ever have names. No, some of them are like nerd one, nerd two, curly headed one. Uh, yeah, nobody knows. So they managed to like 
survive essentially and they're kind of going towards like what is it just like a little random little island a little... well they they're floating towards oh wait no sorry boats... the hel- helicopter turns up first and yeah the helicopter turns up because all right lads right i'm gonna go and i'll tell you to the island and then i'll send a big boat i mean it's i didn't there's... feel i didn't feel confident even for a second in in what was happening here did you yeah there's a little island called cable junction that basically that's the neck that's the only place floating in that direction between Amity Island. Yeah, that's where all the cables go. Cable Junction, where all the cables go, Chekhov's cables, and then it's Ireland. That's next stop. (laughs) Um, Jesus. Make sure you get all your business done here on Cable Cable Junction. Go to the toilet on Cable Junction. Go to the toilet here, get your snacks, because the next stop is Ireland. Yeah, and it's miles, that is. That's well So so whereabouts is Amity Island supposed to be? I, I guess then based on that like east coast of the US somewhere I think it's a uh, yeah, off, York... off, off New York right yeah that's what I thought um Jaws locations where well obviously different places where <laughs> yeah, yeah it takes place in a fi- fictional town of Amity Island in New York so it's got to be like yeah yeah so it's off Am- it's off it's off New York the mainland um but so the helicopter comes out and he goes right come on then I'll send some send some help Unfortunately, just as he takes off, um, the delicious chewy edge of the helicopter oh, yeah, attra- attracts Jaws too. The chewy, um, inflatable, delicious orange-flavored mm. edge. I mean, I don't. And I guess it. the vibrations because he's left the rotors running have been like catnipped that shot that attracted oh, yeah. him. He, he was too confident though. The fact that he got out and was like shouting at them with a megaphone, like going. Hey guys, it's me. I'm here to save you. I was like, no, absolutely. <laughs> Just not. as he tries to take off, unfortunately, we do lose him. Jaws two comes up, bites the the edge of the of the helicopter, and kind of tips him sideways, meaning that deadly helicopter shrapnel is scattered into all of the boats and like horrific sinks horrific. them all a bit more. Yeah. Um. um well, apparently, I don't, sorry, I don't know if you're going to do some trivia based on anything. No, no, please so, carry on. Thank you for jumping in. Apparently, an actual hammerhead shark was circling these like wrecked boats when they were filming. And when they were like being scared and screaming and hollering at the production crew, um, when they were filming that particular scene from a distance, that was real. That was them oh, going, that's really? a fucking that's hammerhead good. shark over here, for God's sake. Oh, that's really good. Because we were apparently, laughing at it, saying like, what are they doing? Jumping over down, idiots. They're going to tip yeah. themselves in again. Well, not just that. Like, I kind of thought they're being really loud. Like, I don't know. I'd be like, that might cause, I don't know. Maybe you got to treat them like a tremors, don't you? You want to be careful. You've got to be quiet, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they managed to, like, get themselves, like, kind of close to Cable Junction Island by, uh, I don't know, how kind of paddling yeah. a bit. But then paddle, again, like, they paddle of... along a bit, but then they suddenly realize, don't put your hands in the water, but he shark cap them off. Um, I think that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. But just as they begin to give it hope that they're going to miss it, then along comes Brody in the in the boat. Um, he's already passed Mike and one of their other friends earlier because because he got a bang on the head. They took the one functional boat and decided to try and sail back. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Um, I'm still so a bit confused. They've seen Mike. And I love this bit where they see him and he's like. Oh, Mike, thank God are you all right? And he's hugging his son. And he's like, oh, I did bring Sean with me. And he's like, I did bring Sean with me and happened to leave him. 
Um, he's like, yeah, I, I didn't mean, but I did leave him there. And his dad's like, you know, a good parenting. He's like, sh- it's okay. Don't worry. I'll sort oh, it. Oh, yeah, he does say that. But I reckon also- as soon as that kid is safe, that guy's fucking he's, he's grounded forever. He's absolutely raging as well, um, Brody, because he's not had a cigarette since he's been on the water. And I imagine a man who who chugs him back like he does must be absolutely gasping. Um, We're just inhaling from the the funnel of the boat. <laughs> so he manages to find all the others. He like pulls himself over, throws throws like a line over. Immediately, immediately crashes the boat into the island. Well, yeah, because the shark the shark just comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? He try, I think he's trying to like get away, but also like come back around and he's just concentrating on the boat, concentrating on the shark, and then looks up and goes, oh shit, there's an island there, and smashes into it. Yeah, he fucks it. Um, yeah, absolutely fucks it, and smashes smashes the boat, bearing in mind he's not currently a policeman, so it's not his boat to smash. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he don't care. And he tries to like so- use, he tries to pull him in with like a winch, doesn't he? But that is when he hooks the underwater power cable. Yeah, like, brings Chekhov's underwater power cable back up um, and he knocks some of them in the water again, but they manage to just get to the actual island because they're within feet of it at this point. Yeah. Um, so he gets in and then he gets like a dinghy and a, yeah. and a line. Like an inflatable and he sort of... raft, isn't he? Yeah. He's banging, he's he's along... banging the cable with an oar to like lure the shark away from the kids towards him. And this is when we get another iconic... What does he say in Jules? Smile. What does he say? Smile, Smile you son of a... And then he oh, that's it. Because he fires. Oh, yeah. He fires. So Smile, basically he says, son of a... Smile, you son of an explosion. Yeah. Um, whereas and in this, this one, one he's, he's just saying, come and get it, you son of a bitch. Come and get me. Come and take a bite. Come and <laughs> holding up the cable out of the yeah. water. And he does a bit talk like Joe Pesci. Yeah, you son of a... You want to get some of this? You want to get why are you on a random Why are you on it? Talks like Mutley from uh, so yeah, he's Got like, it. Come on, buddy, have, have some of this open wide, you son of a bitch. And then, oh, yeah, comes and this over. is quite good, you know, this is quite effective. I think there's no there's no doubt in the fact that the shark is definitely dead as well. So, we're literally watching it cook. <laughs> It's, it's on fire. for ages. Electrocuted for ages. On f- yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, on the downside, though, there is probably no electricity on Amity Island now. Anyone in forever? <laughs> you know that diver that went to the hospital. His life support machine off. Oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Literally, we don't see it. He's got embolisms oh. for days now. Oh, the surgeon's like, right, all I'll need is the right amount of light and concentration to be lighting up his heart. <laughs> slips. Oh, the um, bloody bends, eh? The bloody bends. Yep, the bends. So, but that's it. That's like, it. We, we get we some end lovely... on that scene. The shark gets electric and then falls to the thing, and they literally like, he killed it. Yeah. And then two they just for wait two. For a boat to come. Two for yeah. two. Brody, a killer shark. If he so much as comes near a shark, it'll be dead immediately. He's an absolute yeah. legend. And then. Brody says, well, so much for Jaws 2, but I'm going to sit Jaws 3 out. And so he does. And so he does. And he goes, smile, you son of a bitch. Um, Whereas yeah, he the gets, third he one, gets, there's no such gets dry a... action humour. It's more like, have a grenade. <laughs> have a grenade. He does. Um, he gets a job now as a photographer at a school. Smile, you son of a bitch, to every single kid. (laughs) Smile, you son of a bitch. Um, 
yeah, so that's it. That's Jules too, and it's all right. You know, it's not it's you not terrible. It yeah. gets a bit of a bad rap, doesn't it? Um, have you got any? Have you got any name games? Not not easy, is it? So I've got I've got some name game for you, and I've got one piece of trivia question for you. Do you like a bit of trivia to begin with? Yeah, why not? So for, for a it. time. Jaws 2 was the highest grossing sequel of all time. Oh, wow. So it was knocked off that podium by which film? Gotta be Aliens, right? Not Aliens. Oh. Before Aliens. Before Aliens. Highest grossing sequel. Was there a sequel to Back to the Future before Aliens? No. Give you a clue. It is for okay. a um, it's for a sports related film. Oh God, a sports related film. Yeah. Um, a man on a crusade overcoming his own demons, if you like. Jesus. What what kind of what sport? Or is that going to give it away? I'll give it away instantly. Instantly give it away. Yeah, if I told you the sport it was about, you'd be like, oh, it's this guy. Sportsy guy. I can't think. It is. Rocky! Rocky too. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I got there. I got there before you. You got there, you got it in there. Like, yeah, Rocky Honestly, two. I was like, I went through every sport apart from any sort of hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Boxing's a sport. Forgot about that. Right. Are you ready? That's then? interesting, though. That's interesting. That's like high, high as, as high grossing as Jaws. Yeah, overcame it. Let me give you though for now a um a little bit of. It. Have you got the synopsis to Jaws two? Yes. Game? Um, police chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waters. Okay, so. Police Chief Brody um, is having real trouble um, holding together a relationship. His wife, in this reality, did leave with Matt Hooper from the last one. Uh, and she blames their breakup of their marriage on the fact that he sleeps so loudly, makes lots of a noise through sleep apnea and breathing difficulties when he's sleeping. And for- fortunately for Brody, he meets a new partner. Who also is a loud sleeper. Uh, snores too. Snores too. That's right. <laughs> Imagine the little romantic poster with those guys and their sleep out machines are like holding hands. Snores too. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I got, got I got one? one as well. If you want, yeah. to, if you want to alternate, please do. Ap- apologies for this one. Um, okay, so. <laughs> Police Chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity after a second monstrous shark attack begins terrorizing the waters. The first victim of which is a Scottish, a Scottish visitor to Amity Island, who gets their testicles bitten off. How um, would a Scottish <laughs> gets his testicles bitten off? Yeah, imagine a, Sc- a Scottish person saying, "How oh my." Balls. Yeah, yeah, but a Scottish person would say balls. B-A-W-S. Like, yeah. <laughs> like ball bag. <laughs> ball bag, yeah. Balls. Balls too. Balls That's too. <laughs> so if the Scottish was the way you pronounce it, that was going to be also be a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so um, 
Chief Brody investigates some unusual activities on Amity Island when he uncovers a culture of people enjoying a classic campfire snack, but they only enjoy it not on the beach or by a campfire where they should be enjoying it, but in the cubicles of the toilets. S'more, s'mores, but like s'mores too. Yeah. Lou, Lou. S'mores Lou, very good. S'mores Lou, I like it. You got any like more it. for me? Okay. Police Chief Brody must protect the citizens of Amity after a second monstrous shark begins terrorizing the waves. But first of all, he must sign a contract to ensure that he won't think everything's a bloody shark. Um, but luckily, he misread a certain part of the contract, which did allow him to go and think that there's a shark knocking about. Um, and it's on the second page. <laughs> Clause two. Clause two. Clause two says, if you want, you can Section go and have a little clause two. Very Section three, good. clause two. Um, speaking of which, in there's a side character in that film that you were thinking of, actually, Ben. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And in some versions, it's actually what the name is uh, of the film is based on. Um, continuing the tradition of unusual animals on the island, there is also a marsupial, uh, a marsupial that is so familiar with Brody that he speaks to it quite informally and just shortens its name, this marsupial. And this marsupial is an expert in all legal processes, so much so he has a name that is the title of this movie. Is it Laws? It is Laws. Rue? Laws Rue. Laws Rue. I like it. Um, okay. <laughs> We've got one. One Fine. more then. Okay. So um, this film's only gone and been remade. Don't know if you heard about that. Not the first one. They've skipped over the first one because it's a classic. Yeah, um, couldn't remake that. Couldn't remake that. So, uh, But the, they've recast, obviously, Brody. Brody's played by a certain famous Jude, and they've also hired this person's sister to play his wife. A certain famous Jude. So laws two. <laughs> there are... Law, laws two. There's two laws in this yeah, movie. Laws That's two. It. Um, here's one for me. Chief Brody faces his most disgusting case yet when a new predator hits Amity Island. Um, and it begins by just really chowing down on the sewage works. A new predator. Yeah, new predator. It's unknown what it is, but all it does is break into the sewage works and just chew up all the contents. Jaws poo? <laughs> That's not quite what does it do with the poo. Chews poo? It's chewing it. It's another word for that. I don't know. <laughs> you suspect Chews. from the way it's eating it, it Nose. might be a rodent. Nor's poo. Nor's poo, very good. Well, I, I like the. I like to think that you've written that down somewhere, and and <laughs> with no context. <laughs> I have just written out several things on the thing. Yeah, that'll do for today. I think a little bit of name game. Send your own oh, in if you like. Go. Up to the socials. Good fun. It always seems like that's pretty much impossible to do, but that was fun, wasn't it? Okay, so there we go. That was that. Uh, got to rate the film. Some, yeah, sometimes, I nearly, sometimes I nearly forget rating the film. Um, I mean, 
I think it's perfectly all right. You know, obviously it's nothing. It's got no. It's not a patch on Jules, but Jules is like right up there as. Okay, how do you top of, that? One of the best. How do you top it? So, can I say B minus or why not? Plus B minus possibly. I'd like to see what I did rate the original to try and try and give me an idea of this, but. I think it's a perfectly adequate like shark film. I think if you compare it to the original, of course, it is nowhere near it. But for just an adequate, enjoyable um, shark film, nice, good time. I feel, as I said, I feel like I'm on holiday when I watch it, even despite the people being literally murdered by a shark. Yeah, perfectly still... legit scoring. I am going to go for a C plus uh, this time. Um, for those reasons you just suggested, really hard to top the original and it lives in its shadow, but solid, enjoyable film might fall apart with some silly choices at the end as it begins to break down and the tension gives way to like, ridiculousness, but mm-hmm. found this perfectly compelling. The soundtrack does a lot of lifting, the oh, yeah, moments of tension you get as someone trying to get out of the water. Um, I would be so petty if I'd been... Chief Rodian would have insisted I would only come back and help if the mayor had quit. Um, but uh, it's fair enough, yeah, I think. Yeah, good, a good, solid way to celebrate a shark week. And I'm gonna watch, I've watched Jaws yeah. 3D, I'm gonna watch Jaws the Revenge again. Maybe, Ben, I'll watch Bates one more time. Yeah, it's definitely worth a show, isn't it? Okay, so thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash. Horror Hangout, thanks to current patrons John Crinan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Toby Miller, uh, Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilger, Nick Spill, Troy Bush, Rosalind Harnias, and Pazuzu. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, or is Twitter now called X? What's going on? Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, for God's sake. Or just search Horror Hangout Podcast, you'll find us. Next week, we're discussing a new release, Talk To Me. Been hearing great things about it. Reviews have been really good. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, and I'm of looking course, forward to Talk To Me very much. And of course, thanks, Andy, for being a right horror dude. Thanks to you, Ben, for being a right horror dude. Um, we'd be remiss to say we've got a whole month of August coming up ahead of us. Fright Fest taking up the back end of it. Watch mm. out on all of our socials. We're going to have bonus stuff. We're going to have free stuff that anyone can access as well as we build up the hype to Fright Fest coming up. It's the big, it's like a Christmas countdown, which is oh, yeah. a countdown that we'll do now ahead of another countdown as we head towards the back end of the year in Halloween. 99 days to Halloween as of today, by the way, Ben, a day of recording. I know. Yeah, so watch it? out for more bonus content. We've got more previews coming up. We're going to start looking at, um, well, we're going to be talking more about Fright Fest in the weeks to come. We're planning loads of really cool stuff. So come and join us yeah. for all of that. But in the meantime, stay out of the water if you think the sharks. Otherwise, enjoy it responsibly. Stay out of the water. Stop chain smoking. Uh, yeah. Don't drink and drive, for God's sake. We didn't even touch on that. He drinks loads. And drive so don't do that. <laughs> he thinks he's being chased by a shark, that's why. Even on the road. Right. See you next time. See you later, everybody. Bye for now.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.